Hey folks, Craig here. We finished recording this episode last night uh, on December 9th, and ever since a couple of things have been bothering me about it. Uh, first is that a uh, listener asked in the mailbag about uh, my frustration regarding certain questions I get when I make certain kinds of videos. And I was candid in my frustration about those questions, but I feel like that frustration came across as contempt. And I have no contempt for my audience. I'm not even I'm not even angry, just a little frustrated about those kinds of questions. So I hope I did not come across as contemptuous. And if I did, I apologize. Obviously, I don't have contempt. The other thing is that late in the episode, we joke a lot about handling penises. And number one, that comes across as slightly homophobic. Um, we don't we don't want to contribute to a culture of homophobia. Obviously, none of us are homophobic, but we don't want to contribute to that. And I'm sure many listeners are thinking, well, that's just you guys goofing off. And that's true. That is us goofing off. There is no malice. But still, things like that can contribute to a culture of homophobia. And we should be better than that. And it's also slightly hypocritical because earlier in the episode, we, cre- we criticized uh, the VGAs, now known as VGX, for being crass and uh, representing gamers poorly. And while we don't have anywhere near the influence of VGX, uh, we should still strive to be uh, as good as we can be. And uh, keep in mind that when we criticize people for doing things, we shouldn't do those things ourselves. So um, I hope uh, you keep this in mind when you listen to this episode, because it's otherwise a great episode. It's a fun episode. We had a lot of fun. It's really weird and goofy. But um, a couple of things I'm a little guilty of and I'm a little embarrassed by. And uh, I just want to apologize. So thank you and enjoy the show. Castell. I'm Chris Dunn. And this is episode 134 of the TV and Lust video game podcast available at tvmlust.net. Uh, this is this is the last time I'm recording in this apartment. I'm moving uh, this coming Sunday on the 15th. To a cardboard box. A few steps up from that. A few steps up from that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my apartment Some is... sort of metal box? I, <laughs> <laughs> I call that a house. Oh, Huh. It's a milk crate. Um, now my current apartment's just over a thousand square feet, which is that's a lot. That's a lot for one person. I mean, there are like houses that are roughly that size. Mine is actually really. Yep. So yeah, my apartment is roughly the size of Chris's entire house, um, and that's too much for me. And the thing is, I can't afford it either. So I am moving to a studio. <laughs> Which I am I I have made peace with, but that's you know that's maybe the, the studio is probably a little too small. But then the one bedrooms here are probably a little bit 
more space than I need, and I don't want to pay for all that space because apartments where I live are very they're pretty expensive. My studio is like eight fifty, eight hundred, eight fifty, something like that. Does it have a sweet loft space? No, that'd oh. be cool. It's a it's a, it's a solid, it's it's over five hundred square feet. It's like five twenty five or something like that. So it's a decent sized studio. A, yeah, that's decent size for one room. I, mean. I, I was pretty psyched because I can I can fit my queen size bed and my love seat in there. This way, like when people are over, they're not like using my bed as a couch. <laughs> um, and I didn't want it just a couch because I want a bed. I want to sleep in a bed, and I want to have sexy time in a bed. I don't know what well, you know. Like a bed just seems like a really good idea. Now it's in my living room, but what can you do about that? So, or maybe your couch is in your bedroom, and that is one way to look at it. But it just—I just... have a couch <laughs> in my bedroom. Do you really? It's next to my bed. And do you entertain guests? Do you, do you do you have people over? Do you have like a, do you have like your own like little talk show? <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for coming on down tonight. How are you folks doing? How are you folks doing? Yes, absolutely. Edward Snowden. Have you heard this guy? Have you heard about this guy? Have you heard about Edward Snowden? Let me tell you a little bit about Edward Snowden. I can just I, imagine I'm, you. Oh, I'm not Jay Letterman. Jesus. <laughs> Did you just say Jay Letterman? Yeah, I don't know. Jay Letterman. <laughs> Jay Letterman. <laughs> this guy doesn't know his late late talk shows for shit. <laughs> uh, the couch is mostly just has like clean laundry that I'm too lazy to fold on it. All right, that's what that's what it, its main function. <laughs> yeah. Um. So hip with the Jay Leno's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll be moving into that. I mean, like I said, I've made peace with it. The only, the only thing that I'm just really worried about is just, like, space for my videos. Because there's, there's, like, a big walk-in closet. It's just a matter of whether it's going to be big enough. So, that's about it. Yeah, just sell them if you don't have space for them. Uh, no, nah, that's okay. I'll just put them in my grandparents' attic or something. I'm not selling them. Sell them. Um, no, I'm not selling them. Okay, we'll we'll leave it on the table as an option. <laughs> Seth is like, here's my address. Just you, you change your mind. I don't have any more room for video games, Craig. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I was complaining about a little pile, like I don't know, a month ago. Now it's just a big pile because there's no more shelves. I have... <laughs> I'm boxing mine right up. I have I... just sell them. I could start gluing them to the wall. I guess you can try that. No, I bought, yeah. like, big plastic, like, crates to put them in, like, sackable crates, so they're going in there. I mean, I'll have space out in the V room for, you know, some, but most of them are going to have to be. And that's fine. I mean, it's not like I sit around like, oh, man, I'm really dying to play the Master System today. So I get, when that urge hits me, like, it only take me, like, maybe, like, you know, three minutes to dig out the Master System in a game. So it's not, it's Are you just going to, like, have an art easel set up in, like, one corner at all times? <laughs> So you could be like all cool like that, and people could come over and be like, "Oh my God, what are you working on, Craig?" I, I <laughs> did you see one of those in my dining room? <laughs> but I was like, "This this shit takes up too much space." And I threw it out. I threw out the easel. <laughs> oh, fuck this! Um, and let me tell you something. You guys ever been on unemployment? Probably not. Unemployment sucks. Unemployment's man, it's garbage. It make you jump through so many like. When they say, like, oh, lazy people are on unemployment, no, no. They make you jump through so many hoops to be on it. And they may just make up the rules as they go along. They'll just be like, I won't get a deposit. I mean, I've only been on it for, like, a couple weeks. 
I won't get a deposit. I, I, I get a deposit. And I'm just like, oh, what happened? Don't know. You didn't uh, crow when this when the when this when the sun rose yesterday. We couldn't give you the money. That's I don't know. How just... did you not crow when the sun? Did you read page five? <laughs> like, like now I understand why you're not getting. They it. couldn't even tell me. Like you file online, you file this continuing claim every week and just say like, no, I didn't work. Yes, I did look for work. Blah 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 blah. And uh, for me, because I still I earn money through Google, I have to I have to claim that. And they probably wouldn't know if I didn't. But I, I do. I mean, I, I want to do it legit, you know, being honest about it. So I put down, like, what I make through, like, ad revenue on there. And um, then they say, okay, cool. And then within, like, two days, two business days, you, you get the deposit. And last week, I I, I, didn't, I I did it. And then they, like, at the end, it said, like, oh, your answers facilitate a call to the telebenefits line. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, what did I do? What did the same answers I gave last week. Are you kidding me? So I call. I wait on hold for two hours. And normally they say, like, oh, we'll call you back. You, you won't lose your place in line. We'll just call you back. I'm like, oh, that's great. Nope, this time they gave me the option. I had to wait, actually wait on hold to shitty music for, for just over two hours. And the guy is like, nope, there's nothing wrong with your account. Okay, am I cool? He's like, yeah, you're cool. No deposit. I wake up, like, today. I'm like, shit, I, I really have to pay my rent. <laughs> they're going to kick me out. <laughs> so I call them, and they're like, they, they, they said there's a hold on the account, but they couldn't tell me what it was about. So I was on the phone for like a half an hour. They they lifted the hold. Everything should be hunky dory, but like they just they just make shit up. They just uh, we just wanted to hear your voice today. So they gotta make you work for it, Craig. They're like, well, he doesn't have a fucking job. He has nothing better to do. Let me tell you, applying for work is work, and it sucks. Like you can have like I have spent the last few months like tweaking my resume over time. My, My resume looks great right now. But no, no human being sees your resume. Like if I got, if I was able to get in front of a person and hand them my resume, I'd probably have a job by now. But like when you apply online, you upload your resume, but that doesn't do shit. You still have to spend another forty-five minutes filling out their application, which is all the same shit that's on your resume. Mm-hmm. And then, depending on the job, some jobs like give me tests. I have to take a test. I've done that several times, like these half an hour, forty-five minute tests. So, like, to apply for one job, I could spend an hour, hour and a half applying for one job. Ah, sounds cool. It's terrible. I wish oh, I was it sounds there. terrible. I just, this is what happens when I don't pay attention and then I pick the wrong emotion that it <laughs> and it's And it's not like you can follow up with anyone. Because, like, if you, if you apply somewhere, like, it just goes to some HR department, you can't. You know, there's no one you can... Who do I follow up with? I don't know. It just went to a robot somewhere. That robot has a job. Yeah, that robot has... They've completely removed the human element. So it's like... It's really difficult to get I don't even mind because I don't mind. I don't like people generally, so... Yeah, but but I think it makes it harder to get a job. You don't mind until it affects you not having any money. The robots need slaves, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, there you go. I, um... Some dude on on one of my videos... The other day, he called me an asshole for buying an Xbox One while being on unemployment. I don't think he understands how unemployment works. I mean, I'll give him a pass because he sounds like a real dick bag, and usually dick bags are kind of stupid. <laughs> but I hate to break this to people. Like, it's not your tax dollars. Your your employer, that those are taxes levied against your employer. Like, it's considered part of, like, your compensation package when you're employed somewhere. And I've been continuously employed for the past 17 years, so I'm not going to feel guilty at all for being on unemployment. 
and I didn't buy the Xbox One with unemployment money anyway. But I well, there's like this there's this pervasive mindset that poor people can't have anything. But I was at the grocery store. This person paid with food stamps, and they had an iPhone. So <laughs> really, like that's a problem. If I was if I was destitute, like I could probably qualify for food stamps, but I won't because that is taxpayer money, and I'd rather not take that if I don't have to. But if I was that far out, my my iPhone is the last thing I would give up. That is that is probably the best investment you can make if you're like super poor. I know it has like Angry Birds, <laughs> Fruit Ninja. No. Shit's just crazy. You can, pop, you can kill so much time while you're waiting on hold on a telebenefits line. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but a smartphone with a data plan is the smartest thing that you can have when you're unemployed. But people get mad. They have an iPhone. Yeah, they, like 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 an iPhone is something that like you get only in a fucking like Gucci swag bag at like some Paris runway show. It's a fucking iPhone. They have them in crane games now. Get the fuck over it. And personally, I just like to see like poor people with shitty things to make myself feel better. That's probably I, what it is. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just, probably have like a conceptualization of what poor should look like and it's not fitting their mold. Right, exactly. When the thing is like, I mean, I was employed up until January, like really, you know, I made decent money. Like what am I supposed to just just, just sell everything? So ever, oh, I'm poor now. I am not allowed to own this 55-inch plasma. I'm too poor for this plasma that I purchased eight years ago. I'm too poor for it. Like what do you want me to do about it? I don't understand. Mm, yeah. I think Seth wants to buy it off you, but <laughs> <laughs> make me enough. I don't, I don't know where I'm getting that from, but sell it all. Well, if I need to make rent, I guess old, good old pawn shop Seth. It's common daddy warbucks. <laughs> anyway, so that's been it's been my week applying for jobs that take like an hour to apply for each job, fighting unemployment, and being called an asshole because I bought an Xbox One. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to call Craig an ass. <laughs> That's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How you been doing, Seth? You went to another country. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. I went down to Mexico City. Basically, like, as soon as I got there, I just found me a sombrero, a serape, and then I just leaned up against a building and took a nap for a week. And I came back home. So it was just like home. I've seen, I saw your pictures on Facebook. Like, you fit right in. Like, it looks, you just, that, that's your motherland. That's your. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went with my sister. It's just her and I. Um, the first full day we had there was a Sunday and it was like, I don't, I don't know, like Mexico city is gigantic. I think there's like 8 million people or something and like 6 million cars and they're all fighting each other. And, uh, but on Sunday they do some crazy shit where like they shut down all the main streets and it's just like, everybody was like jogging and exercising. They got like this eco bike program where you could just like like you get a car and you just like rent bikes off a rack or something. I don't know how it works. I didn't get one of those because I don't live in Mexico. But anyways, they like shut down these huge streets and just everybody's exercising out there. They had like a big group exercising out there. We walked down in like this park where the museums are and we're like ready to peer for the museums. But like the line for the museum is huge and everybody's just getting in for free. And then we figure out like Sunday, all the nationals, if you live in Mexico, you get like all this like uh, education and stuff like that. All the museums, all the uh, – I don't know what else besides museums. Museums. You get museums for free. 
Uh, well, I guess there's also like this uh, palace or whatever that uh, a castle get to go there for free. All this educational stuff for free. And so my sister and I were like getting to go and all this stuff for free. Or just like, don't say anything. Just don't say, don't tell them that we can't speak Spanish. But then when we got to the castle, uh, he had to like go through our bags or something. And then the dude checking like saw the uh, Lonely Planet travel guide. In my, sister's, <laughs> in my sister's bag. <laughs> my sister's back bag is all like, uh, do you, do you live? He's like, first he's talking Spanish and she's like, huh? He's like, do you guys live here? He's like, no. He's like, do you have a residence in Mexico? No. He's like, you got to buy a ticket. Fucking parties does. You ruined it, Chelsea. You ruined it. In your stupid lonely planet. <laughs> the ticket was like four bucks too, by the way. So it's like, what, what, what is that? Like, like 600 pesos or something? Uh, yeah, actually somewhere around there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's slightly less valuable than yen. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's like uh 12 peso to the dollar or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, I also went to like Teotihuacan where they have a bunch of Aztec pyramids and climbed around on those things and uh, went to this city called Xochimilco, which is – I don't know how to describe it. It's like a Mexican Venice or something, but not <laughs> – The land of my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a bunch of people like out on gondola boats all over, but it's like <laughs> – but there's like dogs and like well, – <laughs> like, this is how we picture Mexico. There's a bunch of people uh, placing the boat, and then a bunch of fucking wild animals. But they were like, well, they were semi-domestic dogs. Like, they're like, like, they're like ten play- shanty towns and shit. Uh, they're like playing in all the docked, uh, in all the docked gondolas. It was cute, and then like just pop. And dude, the funniest thing. There's like, all right, I don't know if you like. I guess if you walk any place where there's tourism in Mexico, people will come up and try to sell you shit, try to sell you food, or they'll uh, try to sell you gum, whatever. It doesn't matter. And in these boats in the middle of this, like, whatever, like, like, they'll pull up next to you, like, dude, want a beer? Do you want tacos? And they'll, like, they'll have, like, they'll be cooking tacos in their fucking little gondola boat, and they'll pull up next to your gondola boat, and they'll, like, cook you and try to sell you this stuff. And, like, there'll be mariachis on these boats, and they'll, like, pull up and, like, latch on to, like, a boat full of tourists, and they'll, like, play mariachi songs for people. I'm like, this is weird. This is bizarre shit. And also, in that in that same town, we're, like, walking down the streets, not on the uh, not on the little river waters. I'm pretty sure there was, like, a, a dog for food that was hung up in one of the butcher shops. So my sister was like, we're not eating anything in this town. So that was uh, that was cool. If you want to see, like, headless dogs. (laughs) How long were you there? Uh, A week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, actually, like, eight days if you're counting travel days. It wasn't that long. If you're counting all of them, you're counting, yeah, 100% of them. And then also we went to, like, the historical district of Mexico City. And that place is, like, old. It looks like like something you'd find more in Europe than, uh, than in the Americas. And just just a bunch of like old European Spanish type buildings, but like huge. But like that main part of Mexico City where they're building is I don't know. I guess it's like it was originally built, you know, on a lot of water, and they're just like all leaning and sort of sinkingish, and they're just all like haphazard, and looks like this whole old ass town is going to fall over at any second. 
Also, in that part of town, they just built like all the Spaniards just built all their shit right on top of the Aztec ruins. So there's like in the middle of the city, <laughs> like all these like old Spanish buildings. There's also like some like Aztec excavation sites and shit, just like right in the middle of everything. They should Crazy. just get like every like tired Mexican to just kind of sleep up against the buildings and prop them up. <laughs> I just imagine some fat, fat old guy in a sombrero, like eating beans out of a can. Mm, muchos gracias, Goya. Like he's just holding the whole building up. <laughs> pretty sure that's the only reason they survived this long. But I forgot one of the best parts. One of the best parts. There's like this old ass church there. I don't know what it's called. Who cares? It's this giant church. It's all like you know. It's one of those like fucking filled with gold, like eighty thousand foot ceilings and there was like dual pipe organs I'm pretty sure each pipe organ was like a hundred feet tall it was crazy it was like a fucking crazy opulent ass super crazy church and then in the middle of this fucking church there was a penny press like a, a, there was like a jesus penny like like, like you get like any like penny press is some saints or like or, or the church itself or i think like maybe a cross or something and they don't have pennies that there's like no U.S. money that far down in in Mexico, but it was still penny press. Like the penny press had a built-in like just cup full of pennies, so when you put in your ten pesos, like a penny would fall into the press bar, and then you just like hammer it out, and you could get. I had to get myself a Jesus coin. So nice you have one. That's fantastic. I, I thought that shit was funny. That is good. <coughs> nice. Um, probably some other shit in there. I also think I got worms or something. Because when I got back, I was I was sick for a week, and then I think yeah. something that looked like dead worms came out of my butt. So uh, then I On died. the TV of us podcast, folks. <laughs> Lovely <yeah>. description, Seth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said look like I'm not I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I didn't go to one because I almost did. I almost gave in and went to one like after I was sick for like five days without feeling bad. But then I finally started feeling better. Don't be a like, pussy, uh, Seth. Rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Saturday. Saturday. You should send Saturday. a stool sample to Chris. Let him inspect it. You need a second yeah. opinion on this. <laughs> Chris, are you a certified Thank you for dog? volunteering me for this. <laughs> What's your – I might – I like I, – honestly, I might have a sample left over if you want to go through it. It's 25 – Fonzie Statue Street. <laughs> That's the only street. <laughs> it's the only street in Wisconsin just runs straight through Wisconsin. <laughs> and it's like the rail, like the Fonzie Statue is like the golden railway spike. It's just right there in the middle holding the fucking thing together. From <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mexico and then died. And that, that was my, while well, I was gone. It's pretty fun. Nice. We're glad you didn't die. Yeah. Twitter died. I almost died. I tried not to because like Chris will miss me, and I don't want to make him cry. That'll just be awkward. I wouldn't <laughs> miss you, but you know, <laughs> I well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll just edit that part out where you wouldn't miss me. <laughs> so, Chris, how you been? I've been good. I've been working a lot. I've been. I don't. I don't even know what the fuck I did the last like two weeks, but. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try to follow up that entire just mess of a story that Seth just told. So, <laughs> um, I bought a bunch of games on Black Friday. I haven't yeah, played most of them yet, but uh, no, I, I haven't done much. So, I wasn't here for any of the Black Friday deals. I don't think I don't think a lot of it was very exciting. I got P, I got PS Plus for thirty bucks, but that's that's it. 
That doesn't sound very exciting at all. That's not very, I mean, that's very utilitarian. I mean, I got that because it's required to play online multiplayer on the PS4, and that's that's probably going to be my um, my, my go-to next-gen system. Yeah, probably. Because I remember what Microsoft tried to pull. It's not just that, it's that... Um, no, I remember. <laughs> I, don't, I barely remember. Something about trying to make it so we could all share games with our friends. <laughs> this guy. That's evil. What were they thinking? I don't know. The Xbox One user, face is inter- uh, user interface is garbage. It's, it's bad. Doesn't matter, Craig. You can just talk to it. Nah, it's so annoying to talk to it. It's so annoying to talk to. Like, you can't even see, like... Let me tell you how bad this user interface is. Let me tell you. You can't even see, like, you can't even manage your storage space. How can you not manage your storage? Don't don't you need to manage your storage space because games, like, install and shit? You would think. There's nothing that I've found that, and and I couldn't find anything, but then, and then I read on Twitter, like, oh, yeah, you can't really do much with your storage space. It doesn't tell you what's going on in there. The whole The whole user interface is garbage. It is... I think it was um, someone on Twitter, uh, Stephen Totalus or whatever the hell his name is. Step two. Totalus? No, 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 not the Kotaku guy. The other, the guy who oh. used to work at Microsoft. He used to be uh, like Major uh, Nelson's buddy. Okay. He he he, basically, he he said it best. He said everything on the Xbox One like is either harder to do than it was on the 360, or he can't do it at all. And that's the best way to put it. Like the user interface is that bad. It's slow. It's hard to find anything. It's obtuse, and 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 it's just there's so much visual information on the screen, but none of it actually says anything. It's just like someone barfed all over the screen, and none of it matters. Sounds awful. It is. It is terrible. And I mean, I think I, we talked about this last episode, so I'm not going to you know beat a dead horse, but it it is it is is really bad. It's really bad. And and the PS4 is just so simple, clean, and easy to use by comparison. And this is coming from someone that really wasn't that big of a fan of the PS3 as a piece of hardware, or at least as a user experience last generation. PS4 is... Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like this is pretty much the exact opposite of what you said last generation. It is. It's totally the opposite. That's too bad. If you just want to put in a game and play it, in a very loose sense, you can do that. It's actually a lot harder. I I have Dead Rising. It took me about 18 minutes from the time I put in the disc before I could play it. 17 minutes, 17 minutes, something like that. Just just a little bit more than 15 minutes before I could play it. On the PS4, you put in a disc, and within 30 seconds, you can play it. It's so quick. But the Xbox One's like, I'm busy. I'm installing it. Oh, I think the main problem Microsoft made was like installing the personal files of Eeyore into the Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) And then giving them to the NSA. I'm a gamer. Please invade my civil liberties. Oh my god, you're making me want to shoot the Xbox One. But that's what it's like to use one. It's so bad. Like, if you, you know what? If you are the sort of person that bought an Xbox One, you are. And wait, no, I didn't. Not that side of person at all. I mean, I mean, I just, I can't imagine what person would want to buy one after like 
knowing about this stuff. You either a an avid TV watcher, and even then, like I don't understand what the Xbox One would do to make that like put a shitty user interface between you and your TV shows. I don't know why it doesn't even act like a DVR. You can't even record shows to it. So I don't. All right, Xbox go to HBO. Like who cares? Um, yeah, even then I don't even understand. But from what I've heard. People are saying, oh, I love using it to watch TV. Okay, maybe that's the one thing they got right, but I don't care. I don't watch TV. Um, you're an enormous fan of, like, Forza or Dead Rising. So much so that you have to buy a $500 piece of hardware. No. Or you're a fucking idiot. Those are those are your three choices. I so feel Craig, like I fit wait. in that third category. I do, too! Like, I'm a total idiot. That's why I bought it. I was, was going to ask which category you were, Craig. Total fucking idiot. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's either brand loyalty or you're just not too swift. It, I, I'm dead serious. The PS4, like, schools it hands down in like almost every category. You, you need Xbox Gold to fucking use Internet Explorer on that thing. See, you should be calling just... Craig an asshole not for buying an Xbox One while on employment, but just for buying one. <laughs> <laughs> And like I said, in a very loose sense, if you want to pop in a game and play it, you can do that. It takes like 17 minutes, but you can do that. If you want to do anything else on that console, it's terrible. It's a terrible experience. It sounds like popping a game in and playing it isn't much better. Nope. It takes 17 minutes. To be fair, that's when you first buy a game, right? It doesn't take that long. No, no, no. Right, right. Now, now, yeah. Now, if I want to play Dead Rising, that's not the case, but... You know, you, you bring a game home, you don't want to wait that long. I mean, I think I think even 10 minutes is... I mean, 10 minutes is, like, the most you want to wait. Uh-huh. Like, who, who really wants to buy a game and run home and play it? And then everyone says, well, you just go do something else then. No, I, I sat down to play the game. That's the thing I wanted to do. Why would I go do something else when I wanted to play the game? Does it make any sense? Yeah, I remember when I first got my PS3 when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, and I got it home at like you know 1 a.m. or whatever. And you watched and that, watch, that, that fucking watch snake smoke for, for <laughs> the, 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 that cancer-stricken motherfucker. <laughs> you like you smoked through like fucking three packs of cigarettes. Uh, and that was my first experience with that. I'm like, oh, so you just sit here and watch with smoke, huh? <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> and you have to do that several times throughout the game, don't you? Yep, I yep. think before each chapter. It each chapter, yeah. Again. It's gone now, though. You could do the whole install at once now. Then you have to watch him smoke for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, not a, not a fan of my, my Xbox One experience so far. I did play some Peggle 2. That was pretty good. I was about to say, but Peggle 2 came out, and that makes it all worth it, right? Not as much as Resogun makes the PS4 worth it, but it's pretty good. I'll talk about it later. Actually, there's no reason to wait till later. It's more Peggle. Like, that's literally all it is, and it's good. But um, I saw, like, a mountain troll, and, like, his clothes are part of, like, the mountain forest that he's leaning against. Are you talking about Mexico again? <laughs> <laughs> there's no forest there. <laughs> um... So, uh, talk about some actual video game stuff here, about a half an hour in, let's talk about some video games. Um, on the subject of Xbox One and PS4, um, they're selling, like, gangbusters. Uh, PS4 in, like, what, a matter of a day, out- completely outsold the Wii U in the UK. 
man, I think the UK has been the Wii U's hardest market. Well, Europe, Europe traditionally is Sony territory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I mean that that doesn't that's still an incredible difference. You can't uh, we use on the market for like a year. The PS4 is on the market for a day, and it already no. That's that's bad news, bears. Yeah, it, no, that's yeah, that's crazy. That's even, crazy. Even, even if Europe is Sony territory, but it's weird because like because get this, Knack outsold Super Mario 3D World. Oh, that's why. why? Right, why and, and, well, because here's the thing. People, people really want to get like the more the, the 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 better hardware. I mean, the Wii U is obviously not as powerful. We all know this. That I don't. We don't think it matters. A lot of people don't think it matters. But obviously, a lot of people just want. They want all the gigs, and um, they will use anything to justify getting those gigs. And so they'll buy, think, they'll buy, they'll buy a game like that. I think they want the flops. Is that, that's it could be I the flaps. Could be the transistors. We're not really clear yet. They just want a lot of something. They don't know what it is. So they'll, they'll buy whatever game to justify by you know getting that that brand spanking new hardware. Whereas like they'll say like oh the Wii U has no games, and then a really well regarded, well liked game comes out, and they're like, well I'm still not buying a Wii U. I'm going to buy this other system. And buy the shittiest game. It's like the crap game for it because that's all that's there. Oh well. That's that's the typical attitude towards Nintendo, though. Anyway, I mean, that's not you're not going to get past that. Um, but uh, no, those are incredible sales. I mean, both the Xbox One. I mean, I because I remember saying like, there's no guarantee that the Xbox One or PS4 will sell all that well, and there wasn't. I mean, who knew what what who know who still knows what this generation is going to be like? Uh, a lot of things have changed since the last console launches. Um, but I mean, obviously, out the gate, they're doing quite well. So. It'll be interesting to see how they're selling compared to each other once the uh, NPDs come out. Right. I think once the dust settles, I'm, I think the PS4 is going to do better. I really, I mean, once once the word starts getting out that, like, I mean, you're going to have the Xbox, like, diehards. But I think once the word getting out that, like, Connect doesn't add anything. Like, at, the, at VGX the other night, which we'll talk about here in a minute, um, the developers of Titanfall said that Connect won't be used at all. In it. And that's a huge deal when, like, your your big exclusive game doesn't use your expensive exclusive hardware. Like, cool, thanks for sticking that in the box. Thanks for making me pay for that. You know, uh-huh. Connect isn't that rad. The voice commands aren't that rad. The user interface is garbage. It takes way too long to install anything. Once, I mean, once that starts getting around, I think you're going to see less and less people opting for it. Because you see people going, well, which one should I get? And, you know, in many ways they're very similar. But I think as far as the user experience goes, uh, you're going to have a bad time on the Xbox One. The PS4 is just smooth as butter. It will be interesting. And it will also be interesting to see, like, what Nintendo does with the Wii U. Like, is this going to be a slow and steady, like, GameCube-esque race? <laughs> I'm waiting for their plan to to kick into effect. I'm, 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 I, I'm hoping they have one because I'm not really seeing one so far. No, nope. like, well, their, their plan is to sell nine million Wii U's before the end of the fiscal year, which is like July or something, right? <laughs> I think it's like April. Yeah, I think it's like April. Yeah. And they've they've sold uh, like what, like half a million this year, if that. Yeah, they. 
they must just have this genius plan that we can't see just for those last few months. It's going to no. blow us all away, and they're just going to sell their remaining 8 million units. And everyone's going to complain. Like, they're putting out, like, Mario Kart and Donkey Kong, and everyone's like, well, we want to play the same games again, and they could turn around and buy their Xbox Ones for Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, but this one has pirates. This one has pirates. Well, this one has Scrooge McDuck Cranky Kong, so they can suck it. Um... Yeah, I don't know what Nintendo's going to do. They can't. They can't. They can't win. I, I think it's. I, I don't know. They, they're not going to win. They're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what they could possibly do. I have no uh, idea. The, I think the most that they could do is just hope for a GameCube scenario and hope that their uh, income is more than their operating cost. Oh, they, they're still sitting on yeah. a fuck ton of money. Well, I know, but they, I'm sure but they still, still. want to try to make. Yeah. I mean, Make money I mean, I mean, Microsoft's Xbox is in the fucking red, and you know, Sony PlayStation doesn't doesn't have nearly as much money as Nintendo does. You know, I mean, they're a publicly held company, so obviously, like, publicly traded, and so, like, obviously, like, their investors want results. But the fact of the matter is, like, they can take a mulligan on the Wii U. They could probably they could probably have a couple tanks of Wii U proportions. And still be okay if they have one success. Because they just have that much money. And their 3DS is... The 3DS is doing awesome. If you want a next-gen system, 3DS is it. There you go. That's what it is. It's an awesome system with a great library. And there's more great stuff coming out for it. But with the Wii U, they can't drop the price because that fucking gamepad isn't... That's that's obviously the most expensive component. Well, not the most, but the expensive component that's holding them back from dropping the price. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if they got it at like two hundred bucks, like three hundred bucks, they got they got it at three hundred dollars and some packing games. I think that's a good deal. But everyone's going, well, I can get a PS3. Well, then go buy a PS3. I already have one. Then why are you even comparing it? What does it matter how much they cost? Then I don't, I don't understand these comparisons to the PS3. Like if if you already have a PS3, why why are you making the comparison? It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But if they got it like two hundred bucks. I think you see a lot more people getting on board. But I just I just I can't see that being fiscally good for Nintendo. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to have to rough it out for a bit, I think. Yep. Something comes along, either a game that like starts selling the system, gangbusters, or they're able to get the manufacturing down in order to lower the price or something. It's. There- I think it's going to be another GameCube, honestly. I think they'll ride it out because that's what they do. Um, but it's not going to sell out. But you can't really have a, a GameCube in the modern era. Like, the GameCube sold like 20 million units. You know, and when did that end? 2006? It's not 2006 anymore. You can't have a console selling 20. That's like Ouya. The Wii is Ouya. Wii Ouya. Wii Ouya. You can't do that anymore in the modern era. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think they can do anything. I think they're going to put out great games. I have no doubt. I mean, I bought the Wii U at launch for a reason. I know Nintendo puts out great games that I enjoy. There's no two ways around that. But it's not enough to win other people. They'll, they'll cry about playing the same thing over and over again, and then they'll buy... Brown War Shooter number 15 and that thing twice about it. And Nintendo's just not going to win. They're not going to win. It's, the Wii U's not going to... I don't think it's going to do that awesome. I, I'm, I'm, a lot, I'm a lot more pessimistic than I was before, but I'm not pessimistic about Nintendo as a company. Because, you know, all these people are still going on about Nintendo bringing... There's, Nintendo software, that's their cash cow. That's, that's what brings them... The, Nintendo software is the golden goose. Why would you put that on any other platform? That's stupid. You 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 get it off using your exclusive hardware. 
Duh. It's we just get lost in a sea of everything else on another platform. That's stupid. That's stupid. You don't do that. No. Uh, these people who think like Nintendo should go third party, put their games on iOS, you're fucking dumb. No. <laughs> That's yep. not going to happen. But it worked for Sega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that turned out that turned out pretty well. They're on they're sitting on they're at rolling a, at a, in the mud. At Atari? Man, they're rolling in the dough. They're doing yeah, they're doing okay. Just... I mean, even Sony, even Sony and Microsoft are not really publishing like real games to other platforms. They're not putting I mean, they'll put out companion things on iOS, but Sony's not like Sony's Vita is like probably in just as dire straits as the Wii U. But no one's going, you gotta put Gravity Rush on iOS. No one's no one's saying that. But for some reason with the Wii U, that's that's where that that's where the conversation immediately goes. Despite the fact Nintendo has way more money than Sony does. This and, is where uh, Nintendo's inter- conversation has always gone though. You know, it's, after the GameCube, everybody was saying that they should go third party too. Yeah, I, I really, I just, I don't think much has changed. Right. I mean, obviously, they, obviously, the system is doing very poorly compared to their previous efforts. But I mean, everybody's reaction to it seems to be very, very similar to what it was for the GameCube and even the Wii. But you know? and even when they succeed, though, like people write it off, like. Like you said, right after the GameCube, everyone, everyone says you should go third party. The Wii U is, a, is an amazing success. Well, yeah, because it's grandmas and shit. And it's like, do you have a Wii? Wii? Yeah. There you go. Every, I don't know I don't know people who don't have Wiis. Everyone has a Wii. Mm-hmm. It's immensely popular. It's not just grandmas. It's everyone. And they're like, well, no games sold. Are you stupid? So many games sold so well. Mostly Nintendo games, to be fair. But they take games like Wii Fit... And New Super Mario Brothers, uh, Wii, and Mario Kart, those games sold incredible. You'd have to you have to go to games like Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed to get similar numbers. And those are multi-platform games. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't sit there and say no one played it, it was only grandmas or games didn't sell, because that is so untrue. Or Nintendo went, you know, they they came to the casual. Are you insane? They put out things like Sin and Punishment and a new punch out on the Wii. Everything people will find any excuse. To be bitchy about Nintendo. And there are things to complain about. It's like, that's what I understand. Like, why don't you actually get upset or be constructive about the things that are worth complaining about rather than make up bullshit that's not a thing? It's just like Obama. Like, there are literally things you can complain about Obama, but they're stuck on Muslim socialist or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is this week. So, but that's, 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 it's really frustrating to have conversations about Nintendo because there are things you can talk about, but... They get stuck on things that they just pull out of their ass. Shitty virtual console, shitty account systems. Yep. yep. Uh, I was like, oh, shitty online just in general. Come on, Nintendo. I don't Where think the online is that bad. I mean, the online on the Wii U, the online on the Wii U really isn't that far <laughs> removed from PSN on the PS3. It's not. It's a unified account system. You know, it's not a not a, you know a bunch of individual stupid friend codes. It's one name. You can exchange messages, and the online is handled by pretty much by individual games. That's that's basically PSN. <laughs> to be fair, I have not like actually played any online video games on the Wii U. Now okay. that I think about it, yeah, no, they're 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 very similar. That's not to say that they couldn't be better because the Wii U's coming on the tail of the PS3, and it should have been better. They should have taken those cues to improve, but it's not that far removed from PS3. Um, 
but no, I mean you're right. I mean there's this the lack of a account system. Why can't there? Why can't there be an account system? Everything is cataloged on Club Nintendo. Just use that as some kind. Of, is there some sort of technical reason why you can't use that as a database to track my purchases? I've read that Nintendo keeps their own like private databases based on the serial numbers of your consoles. Anyways, I've like read reports of people who are able to like call them like if a system was broken or stolen or something. They'd be like, okay, we'll just transfer that over. We just need your serial numbers. And so they could do it on their end. They got this shit. I don't know why they just don't put it in the hand. <laughs> what? That's insane. Exactly. That that no, that is that's really stupid. And that's that I think that is the biggest thing that you know, that's one of the biggest things that really held back like usability, I think. I mean I transferred everything over from one three DS like twice. It's annoying. Just give me an account. We just redownload everything. Um, but I can use this as a segue into uh, the 3DS update that's coming out tonight. Um, 3DS update is adding a bunch of stuff, including Miiverse to the 3DS. And I think that's great. I love Miiverse. And I think it's a cool little social Nintendo social network. And Nintendo's been tinkering with it off and on since the Wii U came out. Now they're adding it to another piece of hardware. I think that's great. Um, but one of my big, one, I think the complaint that I have is that um, they're also adding, you can actually log in with your Nintendo network ID. Because that's how you log into Miiverse. And it would also uh, combine your account, your eShop account balances for the Wii U and the 3DS. Um, but what's missing on Miiverse for the 3DS is, is messaging and friend requests. And, I mean, those can be handled any other way. It doesn't really matter how they're handled. It's not like it's missing specifically from Miiverse. It's just missing from the 3DS in general. And messaging, messaging and friend requests are handled through Miiverse on the Wii U. I don't know why that's not a thing on the 3DS. That's why is that not a thing? It's like they don't want ever since that whole uh, PDF file thing. They don't want anybody messaging anybody on their 3DS in any way at all. It just ruins it for everybody. Yeah, and it's like you can't babysit everyone. When you when you act when you turn on the system for the first time, it asks you to set parental controls. I mean, there's 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 so only so much you can do, and I feel like they've done it. And then I just, after that point, I think you're just being a little too, you know, a little too much of a nanny. And I, I'm a little frustrated by that. You know, am I going to use like the messaging or even the friend request feature like every day that I, every time I turn my, no, absolutely not. But it just makes life easier. I'll tell you, there's a straight up at least three people that I could think of right now who, who I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll add you to my 3DS who I just haven't because I'm fucking lazy and I don't want to go look up wherever they sent me their friend codes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if they could just send me a goddamn invite, then I would accept those, like, no problem. Yeah. But, nope. Can't put it in the update for some reason. So, it's just these really little baby steps with Nintendo. They do cool things, they do interesting things, and you can't deny that they make progress, but it's just kind of backwards in other regards. It's annoying. It's annoying. But, um, yeah, that update's coming out tonight, so by the time... Are you going to be able to, like, post screenshots of your games, do you know, like in the 3DS Miiverse, like you can in the Wii U? I don't know, but I I don't see why you can. The Miiverse icon is being added to the top row, which means, which would suggest to me that you can suspend your game and open up Miiverse. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because all that that top row, you can can do anything on there while a game is running. So, I don't, I mean, that's how it works in, like... The, like on the Wii U, like you open up Miiverse and post it. I don't really post screenshots. I'm not, I guess I'm not 100% sure how it works. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure I've seen that you are going to be able to post screenshots on. You can post okay. screenshots. But I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Like, if every game is going to have a community, because there's there's a whole lot of games out for 3ds already. You know, are they retroactively going to add that? Or? Well, well, I wonder if the communities are just. It's kind of like Facebook pages, where like if someone like puts something as an interest in their Facebook profile, it automatically generates a page for it. So yeah, like, software exists. Like Meverse probably has the capability to just auto-generate a community for it. That could be. That would probably make the most sense, rather than making individual communities. I'm sure the, Nintendo has the ability to micromanage that stuff, but it, it, it's probably handled automatically in some capacity. That's fair. Because then I wonder if like DS games would do it too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I've seen. So if someone plays a game or something, it probably I would imagine auto generates a community. Otherwise, you just have like just a fragmented Miiverse where like some games have it and some games don't. Now, seeing as this is Nintendo, I'm going to say it's the latter in Craig's scenario. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it'd be that difficult to create some sort of auto generation software. Yeah, I doubt it would be. But seeing as this is Nintendo, I'm going to say that uh... this is this is a, this is a good point. This is a good point. Um, you guys want to talk? Did you guys? Did either of you watch VGX? I don't watch that shit, Craig. I did not. Okay, so was, I, it, was this even on TV or was this no, just online? It was all. It was streamed, but it was streamed basically everywhere. Hmm. Um, so I'll talk about VGX. VGX is VGAs this year. It's Video Game Awards. What does VGX what does mean? V- yes, <laughs> fucking nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. It's video games X. That's what. That's what. Oh, that's what the X stands. <laughs> the yeah, the X stands for X. Their rationale is the the, the X is for next gen. <laughs> that that really was Man that or something. That that was their rationale. Uh, did they change the name with the last generation? No, this generation I, they did. I, I think their rationale was, "Holy shit, we've sullied the VGA's name. So we better change this slightly." I just, it, it, to me, it, it's like the VGAs. We bitch about the VGAs every year, and it's just sort of like, well, they always take up the name rights, video game awards, and it's like, son of a bitch, they ruined that too. You can, they don't get anything right with this shit. So this year it was streamed. It was three hours long. Jeff Keeley, the host, he's you know he's he's tweeting like. You know, oh, we've been listening to feedback. We hope this is real. This is a better show. So every year, same thing he does every year. Same thing he does every year. Yep. So here's how it's went out: three hours, and I would say, if I'm being generous, maybe a half hour of that three hours were awards. Okay. Um, I can. I think there are only maybe like what four or five categories: best, best game, game of the year, best shooter, best action adventure game. Was there best studio? And then maybe one other. And there was only like four or five nominees for each category. And it was just just this best independent game. There were probably more and they just didn't show them all like they did that other year. That's exactly what it was. But you had, you have three hours. (laughs) Like you, you, they could have totally fit in a few more. Um, Were there commercials being that it was streamed? Nope. So it was three straight wow. hours. Three straight hours. That sounds painful. And they, I don't think I would want to watch that regardless. And, yeah. and um, yeah, it was three straight hours and maybe a half an hour of those three, three straight hours were awards. And all the nominees are the samey blockbuster bullshit that you expect. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto, like whatever. 
Um, I, you know, that doesn't. I guess it doesn't really bother me if those games are nominated, but it just it's the same thing over and over again. You expect it every year. I mean, the same games get nominated for different categories. There was like one token Nintendo nomination. I think it was like was it for Game of the Year? I don't know. And their interpretation of action adventures like loose at best. I'm like, oh, cool, Zelda's gonna be in this. Nope, Zelda's not. And that's because they tend to rope off independent games and handheld games. Like, independent games have their own category, and you won't see independent games in any other category for anything. And handheld games have their own category, and you won't see them anywhere else. And it's combined. It's like handheld. There's not, like, best Vita game or best 3S game or anything. Or best even best... There's no mobile. Even mobile, there's nothing, you know? And I hate this roping off of those kinds of things. It's... it's it's very, uh, it, it, it's implicit, but it's like saying, like, these things are different. They're not as good. We can't have them in these other categories. And that's really frustrating, because that, that is a, that is a, uh, I don't know if it's a prevailing mindset, but it's a very popular mindset that handheld or mobile games or, you know, some other thing over here, they're not, quote-unquote, real games. Or even independent games. Well, those are indie games. They're, you know, they've got pixel graphics and stuff, and they look cute. And... <laughs> And I think one of the big, I think, I think what it might be is not only because of the, the gamer mindset that independent games can't be held up the same way as Assassin's Creed, and I totally think they can, because I mean, when when you take when all the categories are based around big blockbusters, it's like having the Oscars and every single fucking category is just a bunch of Michael Bay movies being nominated, and then there's a category called everything else, stuff that you actually want to watch, and that's that's where everything else goes. And it's like saying, like, games are only worthwhile when they're big and complicated and bloated and bombastic and cinematic. Everything else gets its own category. We got indie and we got handheld. See, we got that other stuff over here. Everything else, the, this, these big, complicated, bloated things, that's what's important. And that's what's going to be in action adventure, shooter, game of the year, things like that. And that, that's frustrating. And I think another problem is the fact that they have a panel. I'm not 100% sure who's on the panel. It's like other like journalists and stuff that vote for these games in these categories. Um, and I almost feel like the panel is incapable of separating, like incapable of, of, of rather not separating, rather like putting an indie game up against a blockbuster game. And if that's the case, if you, if you're, if you're panelists, are unable to weigh a really good indie game against, against, you know, even just a decent console game and, and give the proper due to the indie game if necessary. Your panel sucks. You fucked up. Get a new panel. I I feel like I, I'm looking at the award winners right now, and I feel like they're also trying to, like, spread these awards to as many games as possible. Like, I don't see, like, any crossover, like, no, like, the best RPG, best independent, best sports, best action, best shooter. They're game. all different. They're so, all, and, and none of those are the ones that won game of the year. So how were like all the best in their own categories? Not that, that that's what I understand either. Someone pointed out on Twitter that like Grand Theft Auto was up for like best action adventure, which I mean, I don't consider that an action adventure game, but I mean, I guess see, there's action and there's adventure, but I mean, I don't, I guess I don't consider it one, but that was nominated in action adventure. It didn't win, but it did win game mm-hmm. of the year. Like you said, how does that work? I don't know. Yeah, like the studio of the year was Naughty Dog, but their game didn't like win 
game of the year. So what did they do the year for? What, like, did they donate a bunch of money to homeless people? I, I yeah, <laughs> they made another grizzled white man jerk off fest. That's what they did. That so. wasn't, it wasn't good enough for anything else. I mean, uh, the studio that made the game of the year, they I, didn't get studio. I, think I, about, don't, I don't understand this. I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to comprehend it and I shouldn't. No, and that's what I'm, yeah, that's, they probably spread it around to make everyone feel good about themselves. And even, who is that co-host? Joel McHale, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, from Community. He basically, he even said straight, that guy, first of all, he was a dick. He was a shitty co-host. I like Jeff Keighley. Like, he's a personable person. Um, I mean, I don't know much else about him. He just seems like an all right guy. Joel McHale was a piece of shit. He sucked. And he, he was shitty to developers. He was shitty to Jeff Keighley. He was shitty to the audience. I mean, within the span of the first five minutes, he made an adult diaper joke. Uh, a female orgasm is a myth joke. By the way, Joel McHale, if you think the female orgasm is a myth, you're doing it wrong. I feel sorry for your girlfriends. And he also made, like, a transgender joke within the first, like, five minutes. I mean, it sounds like Joel McHale. He also, like, hosts the uh, the soup on E. Soup. The E? So. The E's still a thing. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> Um, I think that's what channel that's is. That, is that like Perez Hilton runoff channel? Is that what that is? Um, maybe. But um, no, he sucked. But he said he said something like, "Oh, we got more trailers and interviews and blah 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 coming up for you." And these are all just other ways of saying video game commercials. And it's like, yeah, it's basically what this is. It's just a video <laughs> game. He said that straight up. It's probably the most honest thing he said all night. And um, yeah, but the rest of the show, the other two and a half hours. Uh, was bantering. They did have developers on. I mean, I like the concept of having developers on, having them talk about their games or showing their trailers. Like, if Keeley was referring to that as a as 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 you know, listening to feedback and and being better, yeah, I guess so. The problem is, developers really are not. It's one thing at the Oscars to have celebrities talk because they're used to talking. Developers are used to sitting behind a computer and coding shit. Most of them are not used to talking, and it's really awkward. And then you also have Joel McHale on camera, so it just makes it ten times more awkward. <laughs> it sounds fun. I want to watch this now. <laughs> it's it's cringe. It's it's cringe. The awards, um, but uh, there were some new trailers. I mean, Telltale Games is like working on like thirty different licenses. They're making a Borderlands game. I don't. Uh, does anyone play Borderlands for the story? Just tell them to go make me a new fucking Sam and Max season. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, they're, and they're doing they're doing a Game of the Game of Thrones game. I don't care. That I don't is. even know what that is. I don't know what that <laughs> well, is. Well, that makes a little bit more sense than Borderlands. But, yeah. Is it, is it, I want a talking dog and a talking rabbit, and they have giant guns that they pull out of who knows where. That's no, they're not going to. They're making Borderlands. That seems God more. Damn. That seems better, doesn't it? It's Borderlands. No, I want. <sighs> <laughs> Um, uh, Hello Games, which did uh, the Joe Danger games, they showed off their new game. And I think, I mean, everyone I know is kind of blown away by this thing, including myself. It's probably the best thing of the show. It's called No Man's Sky. And I saw the trailer for that. You saw this? Yeah. This it is a, cool. it's a procedurally generated, basically like some sort of MMO uh, in space. There's just procedurally generated planets that you can land on and explore Explore the environments and explore the ecosystems. Get in your get in your fucking spaceship, blast off, and go somewhere else. You know they were saying that like each star you see in the sky is a whole other system. If you see a star in the sky, that's another system you can go there. 
That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. And they're, you know, they're a very tiny studio. They're very tiny studio done basically, you know, Joe Danger. Like so that's you're implying they've made a pact with Satan. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, not to be dismissive of the hard work and the talent and anything like that. Yeah. But it's, but it's procedurally generated. You create the algorithms for these things. The, the game puts them together. So you're saying they've made a pact with some math nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be true. That might be uh, closer to the truth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't be dismissive because I can't even imagine the kind of effort that goes into that. I mean, we're talking – each planet has oceans and forests and living creatures on it. And you can go into space and they showed some scenes where they were shooting at some other spaceship. And I'm like, I, I hope combat is not a major component. I just want to go around Star Trek around. Oh, you must remember the Prime Directive. Don't interfere. And I, I just, thought you meant you want to sleep with a bunch of aliens. <laughs> well, if I can do that, that's okay too. But, right. yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, if there's, like, it's mostly exploration and, and maybe some combat, I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, that sounds phenomenal to me. I'm really excited. Um, so I don't want to be dismissive of the hard work that they're putting into, but procedurally generated means procedurally generated. They're not, Each know, planet will be a slightly different hue of orange. <laughs> you will probably come across similar planets. That's, that's probably accurate. Um, Just like in real life. But that was probably the best thing to find VGX. But otherwise, this was garbage. This is another stupid garbage. I, and I hate to bitch about it every year. I, I don't. I feel like a whining, stupid baby. But it's like, can we please just have an award show that isn't this bad? No, obviously not. It kills me. I don't think I want one. No. You know, until this industry grows up as a whole, this is what we deserve. That's probably true. And it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be stuffy and, you know, fancy schmancy like like the Oscars. It could be it can be with someone farting? What is that? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it it could be fun. It can be a little loose. I mean, you know, players tend to skew, you know, in their twenties and thirties. They tend to hang out online. They know memes. You can make it silly and fun. But they, they try to make it silly and fun by making adult diaper jokes. Or something, and that's not you're doing it wrong. I, I feel like people will go back, and and the VGAs or VGX or whatever the fuck you want to call it will, will be just the best representation of the industry at that period in time. It's probably true. you know I mean you have a point that is if you look at collectively the type of shithole players you see online making shitty remarks to each other on message boards or on Xbox Live, and the kinds of fighting you see on Twitter, the things developers say, the kinds of games that are most popular. If you take those all and put them in a blender, you probably do get the VGX. And, but it should have, it should strive to be better than that. But you're probably right. That is, pro- it is probably the best representation of, uh, you know, video games face. Sadly, it's kind of beautiful in a depressing way, <laughs> <laughs> or depressing in a beautiful way. Yeah. No, it's not beautiful. No, uh, either. I don't know. Maybe. Wow. Anyway, like well, I said, yeah. I don't want to be the guy who bitches every year, even though that I, even though I do, and I know I do. It's you, just, you keep watching it. I just, I do keep watching it, and I, I, I just, I, I don't think it would take that much effort to make them decent. You can be joking, you can be silly. It doesn't have to be serious, but you know, you, you kind of have to treat the hobby and the medium and the industry seriously while you're joking. I would have watched them, but I was sick, and I just didn't want to make myself worse. I was trying to recover. Yeah, nah, you, you really didn't miss much. Like I said, No Man's Sky, you saw that later, you're fine. I mean, Nintendo came on, they talked about Donkey Kong Country. And here's the sad thing, that should be the venue to talk about Donkey Kong Country. 
why why can't you? I don't I don't I mean it's a it's a great game. It's super well made. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns was challenging. I mean, it that should be something hardcore gamers quote unquote are into, but they're not. So even though that should be the venue to talk about that, it's not. And Nintendo probably made a mistake doing that. I saw all these people like, what do you think Nintendo's going to bring? Is it going to be X? Is it going to be Fire Emblem? Blah, blah, blah. And no. Uh, yeah, people, people were kind of crazy. I mean, if I saw people, are they going to show off Zelda? Like, you really think Nintendo's going to show off Zelda at the VGX this early? I mean, <laughs> no, they showed off Cranky Kong and he poked it around. And it looked great, but it's, <laughs> I, I not, think they, yeah, it's, I, it's not the place for it. Right. People I went to Frozen. I think that was a better decision. That's probably true. Um, we have anything else we want to talk about that happened in the last week or two, or do you guys want to do listener feedback? I want to do listener feedback so bad. Let's do it! I think we need to call it listener feedback X. Listen- <laughs> the, L- the LBX. <laughs> the L- Can I call it the listener feedback? Yeah, like- I can do that. Yeah, like they strap it to like the un- Uncle Moe's Uncle Mo's Uncle- family feedback. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Moe's family feedback. I don't know what that is at all. That's from The Simpsons. Ah, uh, yeah, you gotta catch up. Why do you not know this guy? You're terrible. I don't know. I don't, like, mm. yeah. Well, whatever. Okay, so if you want to get involved with listener feedback or feedback or the, yeah, the LFX, you can go to tvlus.net. There's a giant banner that says TVLUS Mailbag. And you just leave a comment. We're not going to use your personal information for jack shit. And you can give us a fake email, and we're not going to even know anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, first up, we have Scout. Uh, hey, Scout. And Scout says, Aloha. I think it's admirable. Craig is collecting in part to archive and preserve video game history. I also prefer physical media to digital. However, I have a big concern. Many media experts say that CD and DVD technology has a limited lifespan and will begin to degrade and rot after two or so decades. That means that games like Sega CD and other early CD and DVD-based games could stop working soon. Are you concerned about this as well? Mahalo for your time and great podcast. Let me start off by saying that I thought he was calling you Admiral Craig. And I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> hey, folks! Admiral Craig. Admiral, Admiral Craig. It's Admiral Craig. <laughs> Motherfucker oh, salute. I'm still me. a little sick, guys. It's okay. <laughs> um... If CDs begin to rot after two or so decades, I mean, some of the earliest CDs should be rotting already. I mean, the CD technology was, was that, like, was that, like, early 80s or something like that? Yeah. That's, you know, so, I mean, you're talking 30 years ago, and I'm sure they're not rotting. I mean, I'm sure that, I, I would be surprised if there wasn't some kind of degradation. But if the question is, does this worry me? The answer is no, because I'm sure there, there's, my oldest CD is coming up on two years old. I got I got my first CD player in 1996, and it's just fine. So, let, let me tell you, um, there was a thread on NeoGAF a few months back, all about CD rot, and it got people, it got people in a crazy frenzy. It was funny. <laughs> it's a real thing. I mean, like apparently your CDs can like they just stop. They start like the data starts disappearing on like the uh, the actual you know physical part of it, um, and you're supposed to like hold the CD up to a light source, and if you could like see through the CD at any point, then you got some CD rot. Um, but apparently, it's really rare. But some of the people were in there like, oh no, if you go if you own hundreds of game CDs, you, you definitely have rot in, in them. 
and they're all they're all going to disappear. I, I like even I started freaking out. I was like, oh shit, I better. I started like getting some of my more expensive games, and I'm like standing up on my bed, holding them <laughs> up to my ceiling light. And I went, this is fucking stupid. These all look fine. These old ass <laughs> games. I don't even know what I'm worrying about. I'll worry about it when I get to it. Yeah. It's, whatever. What? I mean, even if they whatever, even if those do disappear every single fucking video game is archived on the internet already <laughs> i own a physical one it doesn't work still probably worth money yeah i mean is yeah. this something that could be a problem 50 years down the road very likely but i hope i'm dead by then you will be I'll good luck sure. with that Craig. i don't want to be i'll make sure of that craig I appreciate that. You're very thoughtful. Thank you. It'll be painful. Silver Mongoose says, Hey guys, I thought I would share Kickstarter that the staff and possibly the TVMS audience might find interesting. It's for a game called Star Wall Just the Tip. Which I'm going to say right now, I hate that name. This is things like that are why we deserve VGX. <laughs> Thanks, Starwall development team. I think it's a funny and very gentlemanly name. Yeah, you would, but you're a very lonely, lonely bachelor who eats Chef Boyardee out of the can. I don't want to. Eat. I don't eat canned food. <laughs> I shop at Trader Joe's. I eat Trader Joe's out of a can. <laughs> It's organic whole wheat. Um, you play a narwhal in a neon space arena, and the goal is to use your horn to pierce the heart of enemy narwhals, complete with techno beats in slow motion. As of this writing, there are 22%, and it ends on December 27th. Thanks, gang. Demo for PC and Mac. Uh, the Kickstarter reaches a stretch goal of a trillion dollars. They will send a narwhal and a staff member into space. It looks, I'm watching, it looks like um, 3D, not 3D, 3D, but I guess, uh, jow, it looks like Joust, but with more range of movement. You're like floating all over the screen. I see. Well, okay. Um, we'll put the link up for that, but it's called Star Wall Just a Tip. <laughs> <laughs> just a tip. <sighs> Comic That's, books guy. That is some fucking classy. That's like, where'd they even think of that? God damn. If you weren't so funny in person, like if I if I if I like if I thought about your sense of humor based on the things that you find funny, I would think that you were like thirteen years old, stuck in middle school, like laughing at the word boner. But the thing, but the truth is, like you're actually a funny guy, but you laugh at the stupidest shit. You're terrible. Stop being so terrible. <laughs> no, no dice. <laughs> I'm gonna be funny and terrible. Try and yep. stop me. <laughs> Comic Books Guy says, hey, Mr. TV, Mr. Lust, and Seth. I was wondering what games you were ever pleasantly surprised by. For me, it was Assassin's Creed 4. I rented it from Gamefly just to see uh, if it was just to say BS from the last game, and it wasn't. The world is immersive and fun to explore, and it's quite beautiful. The story also has little to do with Assassin's Creed or Desmond. It's just a fun pirate adventure. It is, first game in the, uh, it is the first game in the series that I liked, and even if you wait for a price drop, I definitely recommend it if you need a game for your next-gen consoles because it's fantastically fun. Thank you for reading, and don't worry, don't worry for Ubisoft. I just really, I just really like this fucking game. I, I, I read a few people who said that they've wished that, like, 
this game wasn't tied to the Assassin's Creed property so that they could just make it even more piratey and more... Uh, I've heard that too. Yeah, same. There's been positive things I've said about, but the problem is because I'm like, it's not that like I want to be like stuck up like Ooh, Assassin's Creed. I won't touch Assassin's Creed Four because Assassin's Creed Neymar. But I just wish it was separate because it's like I'm really removed from the series. I don't really care for it. And even if there's a like, this one good game in the series, like I just don't want to play like one good game and just ignore the rest of the series again. Like that just seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I am, but I'm a weirdo, so... Right, right. So it's not like I'm being a snob. I'm not, like, turning my nose up on it just because it's called Assassin's Creed. It's just, it just feels weird playing one game in the series and just ignoring the rest. I don't know. Um, as for a game I was pleasantly surprised by... You know what? I'm going to go with Tearaway, and I'll talk about that later in the show. But I was pleasantly surprised by Tearaway. I have never been surprised by anything in my life. This doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Have you ever felt pleasant? Holy crap, who just said that? What are you talking it's about? Chris. <laughs> Chris? When did you get here? <laughs> That's surprising. I just joined the call. Uh, no, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Are you gonna... <laughs> That's going to be the answer for everything. So why are you guys saying whatever? Who cares? Video games. <laughs> whatever. Who cares? Video games. <laughs> yep. Uh. <laughs> what about you? I, I have no idea. All right. I should yeah. have thought about this ahead of time. I should actually no. read the questions before we record. I've read these like two days ago. I still don't give a shit. I read some of them. What a fucking butthole. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fucking Mexican butthole ever. He's what just fucking 13. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh. so Michael, the ob Joe, says lately games haven't been including manuals. I purchased games like Wind Waker HD, The Wonderful 101, and Tales of Zillia that didn't include manuals. The Wii U games tell me how to get to my digital manual. Uh, this doesn't ma- bother me too much, but I still think it's odd considering Nintendo put manuals larger than the Bible in Wii games last gen. Thoughts? Uh, we've talked about manuals before, but I mean, my, my stance is I would prefer to have a manual, but because I don't... I mean, that's just me being like, oh, I want physical stuff, but realistically, I don't ever look at manuals... And so I guess ultimately I do not care. I will tell you in the past year, there's probably been four instances where I've need to, needed to look up something in a manual. And two of those times, the games actually had manuals because they were older games. And I was able to like find what I was looking for relatively uh, quickly. And two of those cases, I only had digital manuals available. And those digital manuals don't tell you jack fucking shit at all. A lot of them are very uniform, particularly on Nintendo systems. It's almost like they have, like, a guideline for making a manual. And they are kind of... um, They're not difficult to navigate. It's just difficult finding the information that you want, specifically. I was... uh, I think one of them was the Need for Speed. Who gives a shit? Because I hate that game. Um, For for Wii U. And I was trying to, like, figure out where the two-player was and all i needed was something that said hey dumbass there's no fucking two-player mode but was that in the manual no that's probably on the back of the box (laughs) no well the back of the box says there's two-player because there's some like made up two-player mode where the second player could like control traffic or some bullshit like that (laughs) you can't play (laughs) two-player It's a racing game. You can't play two-player. That's what I said. And then apparently, like, some people who play racing games a lot recently, they're like, oh, yeah, racing games don't have two-player modes anymore. Like, what the fuck? Who, so, why so, don't so they you have two-player well, modes? Well, here's, here's the thing. So to be fair, you weren't looking for 
them to tell you how to do something. You're looking for them to tell you, no, this game doesn't have this. And how, oh, let's no. be fair. How many manuals outright tell you, to be no, fair. this game doesn't have <laughs> star walls and, and, in them? You, you to be fair, yeah. I was looking, shut up. I was looking, I was like, well, how do you start the two-player mode? And I was just looking everywhere for how to start the two-player mode. And, like, if I had flipped through a manual and been like, oh, there's no two-player mode, then I could have went and cried to myself. But, no, instead of, like, <laughs> go through this section, is it in this section? No. Is it in this section? No, it's not in there. Well, where the f- – is it in this section? No. Okay, I don't care about controlling traffic. How many traffic. pages are in there, though? There's there's not that many pages. Because, because they're digital, they're very utilitarian. So, I mean, it's not like there's, like, a million pages to sift through. There were enough where I felt I hated everything. What, like five? You're a very <laughs> it ruined my entire day. No, you're a grumpy okay. patient person. So I feel like there's like five pages and you got really mad that you had to scan through like five pages of text. And this really upset you. You probably even looked through like the copyright information. There's a two players. Yeah, no. Do they copyright two player cars? Stupid motherfucker. I was trying to be thorough. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my point stands. No, your point's bullshit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think the other case... Not a multiplayer mode. The other case was No More Heroes. No, not No More Heroes. The one that's like it. Uh, Killer is dead. And I was trying to figure out, like, some move or something. I think that manual is just one page that says this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I couldn't find anything. Yeah, there. I think that manual does tell you what's not in the game. And I think it's just one where it says fun. And then there's a Okay, uh, here we go. Here's Cranky Craig <laughs> just shitting on everybody's good time. Should go play some one. You're, at, you're having a, you're having a good time playing <laughs> Killer's Dead? Yes, <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> Man, that's like that's I feel like that's like those those fucking like bootleg games you get in third. Did you buy that in Mexico? No, Dude, video games are expensive in Mexico. Fuck that shit. <laughs> then the uh, cost of the peso conversion does still not cover the cost of the video games over there. That sucks. Yep. Um. So I have the right opinion. Seth has the wrong opinion. How do you feel about this, Chris? I, I feel Craig also has the right opinion. I that's. I think that's. You you just broke you just broke that's, physics. That's, that's two for Craig and one for me, but that one for me did not come from me. I just agree with you because I like hearing Craig get mad and yell at you. Says <laughs> always. Uh, anyway, I think we answered that question. Uh, Seth is on a slippery slope of terrible, bad opinions. It's pretty slippery. Here's my two players. No, but seriously, who makes racing games that aren't two players? Like, what's the no, fucking? I agree the with game? that. Like, that is weird. And, and like, apparently, that's a thing now. Like, apparently, only kart racers get your two-player modes or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody, all the other ones, you gotta like control pay to go traffic. That's, that's like this token. Like, I'm gonna have my three-year-old play. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bullshit. Uh, it's okay. I don't even want that game. I paid like ten bucks for it or something because it was on sale, and that, now I just like don't even like to look at the game. <laughs> Killer is dead, right? I'm talking about Need for Speed. I don't know. I don't know what the subtitle is. On I think it's it. most wanted. Most wanted. You. Oh, it's not the most wanted. It's the least wanted. 
out of my collection. I have a Vita. I like it. It's fun. Is, it, is there two-player mode? Well, Probably, because you online. still need to buy two copies. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is it multiplayer? Well, no, because nobody else owns a Vita but me, so I can't. I'm just, I'm just racing in this lonely, empty world. I don't know what to do. <laughs> But you went in with your expectations set. So. <laughs> the manual's like multiplayer. Well, it's like, well, if you can find someone else, go for it. But it's like it's, just, it's like trying to play multiplayer on an Atari Lynx for fuck's sake. We couldn't test it at the office. We only had one Vita. So. <laughs> Hypothetically, it's in there. We hope it works. Yeah. Enjoy the one copy sold of Need for Speed Most Wanted on Vita. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Nick Knack wrote me a novel here, so it's, um, I've gone through all my water already. Uh, in the words of Jazz from Transformers, what's cracking little bitches? He never said that. He, I watched Transformers. He never said that. What did, what did Jazz say something like that? Uh. In the, in the movie, in the first... The uh, in the movie. movie, I don't know. Like in the cartoons, was like stereotypical scat man for some reason. Well, that's kind of what that's kind of what he was, but it was a little more urban in Michael Bay movies. And I, 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 I did say something like that. I think I, I think I, I think I laughed. I, I did laugh at this Michael Bay movie. And I think he did say so. You know, he's not. I mean, what's cracking, little bitches? Honestly, the way the voice actor was like, the way the voice actor is doing that. I mean, I almost expect what's cracking, like little Negroes or something. It's stop. You call them bitches. I don't know. I don't know which is worse, but <laughs> uh, probably Negroes. Probably Negroes. Probably. But it was pretty stereotypical jazz. But he did. He's like, you know, it's cracking, little bitches, and like it was pretty funny. <laughs> Was your jazz sound like a <laughs> like Log from the Goonies? Is that his name? Is his name Log Sloth? Sloth. What? <laughs> 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 God damn, you're batting zero. Jesus. <laughs> Whatever. Nobody's listening to this I think, anymore. I think, I, think, I, think, I think Jazz died in the movie anyway. Oh, I thought you were saying in real life, and that was uh, going to be sad. It's fucking hilarious. Like, like Optimus comes down, he's just holding him like a broken dinner plate. Like, whoops, I dropped. Because <laughs> he, got, he, I, got, he got ripped in half. And just someone, he was dead. I saw that first movie, and I couldn't understand what was like, a, what they were, what they were when they were like not transformed, I guess. When they were actual robots, they're just like glistening metal that's just zoomed in way too much too often. And I just didn't know what was going on ever. Mm. I enjoyed the first movie. I mean, it was garbage. Like, don't get me wrong, but I liked it. I like I like the garbage. Uh, anyway, man, we're going on. Wait, I got I still got like three novels ahead of me. To you read. made it through the first sentence, Craig. <laughs> <I did. laughs> um. Anyway, the year's almost up, and I've been looking at the game releases of 2014 so far to make up a top ten anticipated list. And I gotta know, am I the only one who isn't super? Hype for next year. I mean, I am looking forward to trying the big releases like Destiny, Evil Within, and Watch Dogs. Nope, but, it, nope. but in my eyes, I'm thinking of renting them. In addition to that, I don't see myself buying too much, day, too, I guess, too many day one purchases. Uh, sorry for being too long, but the basic question is, your thoughts on 2014 game lineup so far? I think it's too early to tell. Like, I feel like um, game releases are so fluid. Nintendo doesn't talk about shit until like it's out, like until like the week before it's out. And um, so I, I, it's way. I I think about things like maybe a couple months in advance. Like these fucking stubneck dogs. 
Is the dog a stump next to you, Craig? Yes! Is that why dogs can't look up? Is it because they have stump necks? Jesus. I think Craig just killed the dog. <laughs> I, I heard it whimper. As long as we don't hear gunshots this time. Yeah, there's got no more stump neck dogs after tonight because I'm moving away from the stump necks. <laughs> And as far as you know, you're just going to move right next to some new stump necks. No, no, um, because this is a completely different... No, nah, I'm not going to no more stump necks. Um, what was I talking about? What are you... Oh, yeah, I mean, I 2014 game line. I wasn't talking about anything. Nope, and whatever you're going to say is going to be wrong anyway. So, Chris, what uh, do you think about 2014 game line? I was, was going to say Donkey Kong. It's <laughs> the, the only game I care about so far, because fuck, who cares about anything else? What about, like, Mario Kart? No. Smash. No. Oh, God. Smash is looking awful to me. Like, just visually, at least the Wii U version. God, it looks so fucking boring. It I'm just saying. I, I think the 3DS version looks good. I like those bold outlines on the 3DS version. The 3DS version looks good. The fucking Wii U version just looks boring as shit to me. It looks like so, like, stale. It looks, well, looks, it looks like HD Brawl. Stale and boring bullshit. It looks You're so right. angry it, today, Seth. I'm sick. Leave me alone. Bye. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not super super hyped for next year. I mean, I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about what's coming out, and I'll I'll get more excited. But I mean, yeah, there's a couple things like Donkey Kong, but whatever. I'm I'm excited to hear more about what's coming out. But as far as what's been announced so far, meh. I'm starting Operation Fantasy Life Fall. I just want that Persona dancing game, and that is it. I, I want that by that. I'm down. I'll be set. Is that for a system that's out, or is that for the Vita? <laughs> is that That's the Vita one, isn't it? It, it is the Vita Jesus. one. You might be waiting a little while. <sighs> um, and this is really long, and I think I'm going to paraphrase this. Um... Maybe not. Also, sorry for asking something else and you don't have the answer. I have to answer it, but because it's getting too long. But for Craig, Moving on. I've been reading your tweets for a while. Whenever somebody asks you, where's this game or that game, your replying comments seem to have that tone or stigma that's on the level of that kindergarten cop scene in which Arnold tells the kids to shut up. Um, well, that's not entirely true. Um, not really in my tweets, but ba- I mean, basically what he's referring to is, you know, on, on YouTube, which I, I think most people listening to this podcast watch my YouTube videos because where most people come from. But, you know, I do these collection videos. I do, it might be system specific. I might show my Nintendo 64 collection or I do monthly ones where I show the things that I purchased for that month. And inevitably there's someone that thinks I should have a game and says, where's this game? And they phrase it like that too. And I think the first, right off the bat, what really annoys me is like, that's, that's a stupid way to frame a question. Do you speak English? Because, like, where's The Last of Us? I don't fucking know. It's, it fell under the cat. What do you mean, where is it? I don't know. I don't have it. It's not here. That's the answer to your question. It's not here. But if the, the actual question is, like, why don't you own this? I, I feel like, number one, it invalidates everything else I just talked about. Like, I talked about all these games, and you're worried about, the, the like, this game that I don't own. Why don't we worry about the things I do own? And I also feel like it's people putting, like, uh, un- unnecessary, like, um, more weight on particular games. 
you know, I have all dozens of these other games here, and like you're worried about this one game. It's so important you have to ask about it. But ultimately, but to be fair, were any of those other games The Last of Us? (laughs) No. Okay. Um, but that that's just that's just a part of it. The Wonderful 101 was a more recent. I showed my Wii U collection because the, there was the, the one year anniversary of the Wii U, so I did a video about my Wii U collection. And there's like, where's Pikmin? I don't have that game. I do now, actually. I just got it today. But you know, it's you know, where's Pikmin? I don't I don't have that game. I have these games here. We could talk about these ones, but talking about games I don't own is not very interesting to me. I don't own them. But if we even distill the question down to its most benign, you know, act grammatically correct, most benign question, and that is, why why, why do you not own Pikmin 3? Or The Last of Us, or whatever. There's no story there. It's not like, well, I went to go get it, but man, a dragon just flew into the road, and I tried to kill the dragon, but my sword was not leveled up enough. You so tried to kill the dragon, I Greg. tried. So I had to go two towns over to get the Orb of Endurance to level up my sword, Plus three, and then I got to kill the dragon, but the dragon left a crater in the road, so I couldn't drive the GameStop. And there's no story. The story is either A, I, I, I may get it later, but my interest level is not at the level of the price that it's at right now. Or I'm just playing not interested, I'm not going to buy it at all. It's the same reason why the person asking me doesn't own some of the games that I own. It's not an interesting, it's not an interesting question. There are no interesting answers. We could talk about the things that I presented to you, or that's it. I can't talk about games I don't own, and the reasons why I don't own them are not interesting. So that's maybe, what. Maybe they're afraid these very hyped up, super popular games. Maybe, maybe they're afraid you don't know they exist, Craig. That's that's yeah. You know, that was the best thing about the wonderful one hundred and one. Like someone asked me, like, oh, someone someone said something. Like, they just said you should just give it a shot. And and I don't answer all these questions like an asshole. Sometimes I'm a little. Sometimes I'll say something like. Like I said, like with Pikmin 3, I don't own Pikmin 3. I own these games. That was my actual answer to someone. That's not really that mean. It's a very factual answer. But someone said, you should try Wonderful 101. Just give the demo a shot. And I replied to them. This is like the eighth person I replied to because Wonderful all 12 of Wonderful 101's fans got on my fucking <laughs> dick about it. They're very diehard. They are very diehard. And I told them, I said, I said, you know, I tried the demo. I didn't really care for it. So I'm not going to go. I'm not going to rush out and pay $50 for a game whose demo I didn't care for. Who's going to do that? You'd be a fucking idiot to do that. So then someone replies to me with like 20 paragraphs about why I should buy Wonderful 101. Was it Kamiya? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like. And I just feel like if someone tells you they're not interested in something, like, you should just leave it. Like, I gave the demo shot. I don't. I'm not into it. That's it. That's that's the end of the conversation. There's no other – there's no there's nothing else to say. But he's sitting there trying to convince me you should read this article and you should follow Kami on Twitter. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I, I follow him on Twitter. I've read these articles. He's like, well, I didn't know that. And I'm like, dude, you've been a subscriber for years. You see me talking about games I, I am 99% sure you've never even fucking heard of. If I know about games you haven't heard of, I am pretty sure I know about the games you have. And and I, I, I'm i really not as frustrated with it as, as, I, as I make myself out to be. But I do get a lot of comments that are basically like, why do you not own this super popular? Why, why are your tastes not conforming to mine, Craig? And and just on, on a prolonged basis, having being inundated with those kind of comments when you're just trying to talk about games the games that you do own and the games you can talk about, 
it is very frustrating. And, um, I mean, so if you're just watching, like, these kinds of collection videos for me or anyone else just to point out games that people don't own, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're not you're, – you're missing the entire point of these videos. And that sucks to be you because these videos are great. I love making them and I love watching other people's. But if all you're doing is just poking holes in people's collections, then you've, you've missed the point, I think. Well, that was well said. <laughs> I just want your fans to know, Craig, I own The Last of Us, so. Yeah, you did, have you played, you haven't played it yet, have you? God, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the only thing I've played so far out of all those games I bought is, uh, I, I played some of Tearaway, and I, pl- I started playing Batman on the Vita. Mm. That, that is it, and I bought, like, ten games or something, so. I got a ways to go. Yeah, when I didn't buy The Last of Us, someone was like, well, it's just a big-name game, so I thought I'd ask. I'm like, what makes you think that I buy games because they're big names? He's like, well, you bought Bioshock and Tomb Raider. I'm like, I didn't buy those because they're big names. I just bought those because I thought they'd be fun. One of them was, and one of them was garbage, but, you know, it had nothing to do because they're big-name games. How can you, how, I just, I'm not trying to be a jerk to the people that enjoy my stuff, but I just don't understand how you can enjoy it. How can you watch all these videos or follow me on Twitter and not understand that about me, like, that I don't, because we're talking about people that have watched a lot of my videos. I just don't understand how you not know that I just buy things because, I ha- I, A, I have the money for them, and, B, they seem really interesting. And if I don't have the money or they don't seem interesting or whatever, I'm not going to buy them. That's, that's it. It's a very simple selection process. And if you don't see it there, it's not cheap enough at my interest level or I just don't have an interest level. It's not It's not complicated. And that, I think that's why it's frustrating because it's, it's just as boring as everyone else's rationale for not owning a game. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Knickknack suggests I rent games, um, like using like Gamefly. Um, does he suggest Redbox? He doesn't, but I mean that would be another option. And I'm not because because it, it's not about trying the game. It's not about playing the game so I can talk about it on Twitter or whatever. I'm not. I, I don't play games just so I can talk about them. Although I do enjoy doing that. Um, it's just my interest level. I have so much. I only have so much time. And I play the games that I am interested in with that time. And I'm not going to force myself to play a game I'm not interested in, even if it's cheap, even if it's gameplay or Redbox. Just to go on Twitter and go, well, I played The Last of Us, and yep, that's a game. That's... It's Naughty Dog's totally the best studio of the year. That's not... I'm not going to do that. And I, I just... I feel like people should understand that about me by now. Considering what I'm doing. I'd be afraid of ranked games just with all the games I already have to play. You know? There's, right. like, no time for that shit. Right. That's the thing. Like, I, I don't have time to play the games that I want to play, let alone the games that I don't want to play. Well, you guys have jobs, but even without a job, I mean, there's still... There's only still only so much time. There's still time only so that. many games, yeah. There's still, you know... So, I don't mean to sound like a, a raving lunatic about people asking me, like, where a game is, but... It's just... <laughs> I put a lot of time and effort into how I... You know, how I present myself to other people, how I communicate with other people. Just put 30 seconds into how you communicate with me. That's all I ask. I know there's long no story. malice, but. Long story short, guys, it's at the store. And long story short, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful 101 is at the store, and that's where we're going to stay until it's like 20 bucks. Um, yeah, so. And he didn't care for Dishonored. What is wrong with you? Anyway, again, sorry for writing a fucking essay, and sorry for going off the rails myself. So, uh, happy future Kwanzaa, Teamulus homies. Happy Kwanzaa to you too. What the hell is Kwanzaa? 
It's a fake holiday made up in the 60s. Oh. Sounds fun. Yeah, right? Um, I'm celebrating Saturnalia this year. I'm, I'm, the reason for the season, I'm keeping Saturn in Saturnalia. That's cool. <laughs> sure. you, dis- you don't celebrate anything, you fucking Jehovah's Witness. So I I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Why do we keep... You, you joyless motherfucker. You just, you just keep saying it like you want it to come true. <sighs> Johnny2900 says, any crazy Black Friday stories you wish to share? Sh- uh, wish to share? Nope, not at all. I stayed at home. I, think I, I went ate. shopping, but I don't have any good stories. I just bought a bunch of shit. That's the story. Uh, honestly, I think the day of Black Friday, I was eating some sort of uncooked pigskin taco. Which, you know, might explain the worm. Uh, <laughs> do they put pork in tacos a lot? Uh, yeah, actually. They like a lot of places, they just have this like hunk of pork where they just like shave it off into whatever the mm. fuck food you want there's no burritos down there man there's like, <laughs> no burritos man <laughs> there's like tons of there's tons of hamburger joints just like everywhere down there there's wow. hamburger if you want a hamburger you could get like a hamburger anywhere in mexico city so what, not, what, what comes in like a street taco you get you're, you're at this fucking bodega or whatever or something some guy in a gondola and you get a taco. Like, what? What would co- what? What would this taco be like? I'm curious. <laughs> it's probably pork. Yeah, it's those, those dudes probably just, uh, some like pork carnitas or something, just like in a small uh, cornflour shell, and then some like onions, some like cilantro, some sort of uh, salsa fresca, not spicy, and then like whatever fifty kinds of different hot shit you want to add on top of it. So it's a tortilla. It's is is soft, right? Yeah, it's a soft tortilla. There's this, you know what? I, I mean, I don't know how authentic this shit is because everything, all the sort of like foreign food we get in America has been Americanized, so you don't really know how authentic it is. Uh, but there's this place in New London. Um, is it? Is it uh, the Washington Street Coffee House or something like that? And and it's a really awesome place. They got really fantastic. Everything's made fresh there. Like they get really great food. And I go in there and I get these tacos, and they're just mm-hmm. really small, like flour tortillas. And it's pork and cilantro and red onions, which it sounds like that's pretty authentic. Mm. And they're fucking the best things I've ever had. It's all these fucking, like, Ortegas, like, crunchy, shitty, stale shells with, like, spice from a packet in your hamburger or whatever. Like, I mean, that's what I think of when I think of tacos. And I was getting these things. I'm like, these are the best things I've ever had. I go there just to get – I hate New London. I'll go to New London just for these fucking tacos. The tacos you're describing, those sound like tacos you could get like anywhere around here where I live. That's no, you, you can't do that here. That that's, that, I mean, it's so basic, but it's 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 no, that's not what you. Yeah, you, you have to here. go to like a Taco Bell or a Del Taco to find hard shell tacos around here. No, that's true. I mean, as far as hard shell goes, yeah, but I'm talking about like the stuff inside of it. I mean, yeah, no, it sounds it, like a, people just put like shitty hamburger and like. You know, oh, shredded God, cheese. Can't stand hamburger meat and tacos either. Yeah, no, that sounds awful. That sounds awful, Craig. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it is. And there's not a whole lot of taco places around here. There's um, there's one around the there's a Mexican place around the corner for me. That's actually pretty decent. I get, but I get like like um, uh, do I get burritos there? I forget what I get there, but it's not tacos. Um, but no, I was really surprised how good this was. It's just some like white hipster dude making them. <laughs> it sounds like yeah, it sounds like a stereotypical street taco, Craig. Ah, it's fucking good, though. It's probably way more expensive than a street taco, though. I think it's like $8 for, like, three of them. Ah, uh, yeah, usually, like, a buck. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. They're fucking good, so I don't care, man. I'm totally down for the for the eight bucks. Doesn't matter. Anyway, we got a little off track here. Yep. Jeremy says Chris will probably castrate me. Dang. That's brutal, he Chris. That. God, he, hates, he hates testicles. I don't know what it is about him. He You're a dick. Or well, I guess maybe not. So But I can handle testicles, get him out of here. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm just going to record that and just play that sound bite over and over again. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I knew after I said that I shouldn't, I'm going to make a vine of that and just tweet it like every single day. Can we just leave in the part that it's just dicks I can handle? And that's, <laughs> that's all. No, yeah. Dicks I can I handle. Knew, dicks I, that I can handle. Idea. I'm going to make a Chris remix gone. of it. Yeah. Remix of it, man. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, send that sample to girl talk and have, hopefully it'll be on his next album. Sounds beautiful. I, this is why I don't fucking talk. Chris, <laughs> fuck you guys. Chris, dicks I can handle, hun. Done. I almost called you hun. <laughs> don't worry, hun. Done. done I can handle dicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us are drinking, by the way. Nope. I had one, but that's not going to do much. My yeah. entire immune system's weak, and I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm good. But Jeremy's catching up on some key Disney films uh, that uh, that I never saw, like Hercules, Mulan, Tangled. Uh, I really kind of missed watching Disney animations because as cheesy as it is, there's uh, there really is something special about them, usually. I'm finding myself actually pretty excited to see Frozen. So my question is, what is your all-time favorite and least favorite Disney animated film? Mm-mm-mm. I don't, um... I don't know. I think up there, Alice, Alice in Wonderland is definitely one of my faves. I don't know if it's my favorite favorite, but it's definitely one of my favorites. The one I usually go to is uh, The Lion King. I like Lion King and Aladdin are my favorites. Yeah. I, oh, 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 and um, this is nobody's favorite. Oliver and Company? Fucking love. The music in that is fucking great. Oliver and Company is pretty good. I, and there's not too many I, I dislike, but my least favorite is probably easily The Hunchback of Notre Dame because I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a least favorite, but I mean, there are a few that I'm just like kind of indifferent on, like Jungle Book or Robin Hood. Oh, some, Jungle some of those good. Like, I like Jungle Book. Robin Hood, though, I can be, I, I can echo the sentiments. Yeah, the Robin Hood, I liked a lot as a kid, but it's not that good rewatching it. Um,. That's like during their 60s, everybody's voiced by Scatman, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> like the, like the, period, one, right? the one guy who like voiced, voiced everything in Aristocats. Yeah, he's like, well, yeah, he's the cat in Aristocats. He's Blue. He's Little John. He's uh, fucking everybody. Yeah, Pretty no. sure he's Mickey Mouse for a number of, No, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Chris's favorite is the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> <laughs> the rescuers down under. <laughs> oh boy, uh, no, I like the Great Mass Detective too. All right, it's not. Ah, uh, it's actually pretty. Like I really love the clock scene at the end. Yeah, man, I like the rescuers down under too. I, I, was, I remember seeing that in theaters, and I remember being blown away by that opening, uh, where it's just like zooming through all the tall grass and stuff on its way to that little shack in Australia, someplace. You guys ever see the see the like the boobs in? The rescuers. I I've seen a picture on the internet of a still frame of the scene with the boobs. That's and the, the closest I've come because I don't. I'm not even sure whether I've actually seen the rescuers. I've seen the rescuers down under, but I don't think I've seen mm-hmm. the rescuers. I've definitely seen the rescuers. It's kind of boring. 
except for the they, maps. There's a little like what you'll never see anyways because it's one it's, frame it's out too of fast, like. Yeah. Right. Uh, man, they need to get Bob Newhart and Zsa Zsa Gabor to team up for some more Disney movies because that is just a great pairing right there. Uh, D says, uh, well, she's talking about the game, the TV Plus game that we've been mm-hmm. talking about, and <laughs> we said something about QTs being them. She says. The game won't have QTs, don't worry, and it will probably take me a couple of years to make because I've never made a game before. But if you want to make your first game a hit, then definitely make it the TV. I can't even say that. Like, it's <laughs> enthusiastic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, D. You're wasting your life with this game. Um, you know, it probably would have taken a couple of years to make, like even like a mediocre game in like game maker or something like that. It seems pretty easy to use in my experience. Anyway, uh, D is also following up with some, uh, comic rep- recommendations. Chris made, uh, she says Hawkeye isn't available in Brazil. And after looking into other Marvel books here, I decided to import or get stuff on comiXology. Is that how you say that, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and t- the, the iOS app. Oh, okay. And Android. And is that exclusively for Marvel? Uh, no, that's for everything. That's DC, Marvel, Image, all all the independent stuff. Everything is on there. Is that like the primary app? Yeah, Comixology makes they make individual apps for the different publishers too, but um, they have a main one just called Comixology where you can get oh. uh, all all the stuff together, which is much better than you know having everything segregated. Right. Yeah, I feel like that fragmentation would be really annoying. Yeah, especially because all the apps are basically the same because Comixology makes all of them. So. Huh. But generally, if you if you buy something in like the Marvel app, it still shows up in the Comicsology app as well. Oh, like good. link your accounts or something. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, she says, until then, I have a manga series called Blue Exorcist to keep me entertained. Nathan says, "Hey guys, if quote unquote Santa could bring you any gaming related item for Christmas this year, what would you want?" But after a complete copy of Little Samson on the NES for over a decade, and now the prices on it are so ridiculous, it makes me regret not getting it when it was less than a hundred bucks. That's why I feel like a bunch of games, like on like the Super Nintendo, man, some of them are just stupid expensive now. I'm just watching them skyrocket just after only a couple of years. Uh, so Santa, if you're listening, you know where I live. And anyways, guys, keep up the awesome. What would I want? The Majora's Mask Adventure Set. That's what I would want. I would want... Craig, what's your favorite gaming item you own? <laughs> Unrelated question. It's actually my 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 broken Extreme Green Nintendo 64 controller. I, no, that's not it. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm 100% dead serious right now. It's worth, it's worth garbage, but it's my favorite item. Emotional, the emotional value on that must be like just sky high. All right, I want that. <laughs> but you have no emotions. It's valueless to you. <laughs> I just want to see you crumble, Craig. I just want to see you crumble. Yeah. Uh, you're such a dick, Seth. I know. But dicks I can them. handle. <laughs> God damn it. It's already out there, so I might as well embrace it. Now we had two sound bites to choose from. <laughs> He's the only one of us who's married, so I, mean, I don't know what it's really going to matter. He's like, I feel safe. 
I feel safe talking about penises. Yes. All right. What about you guys? I answered. Okay, that's a bad answer, <laughs> but I should I should expect nothing less from you. What about you, Chris? Uh, I would want to get uh, the third Ninja Turtles game on the Game Boy complete. Um, I, I occasionally look for that on eBay, and it's very rare to find a box copy. And when it comes up, it's it goes for several hundred bucks. So wow, that's exciting! Oh, Jesus, yeah. I just remembered. I want Evo for SNES complete. Is that expensive? E- Evo. I think it's like eight hundred bucks or something. Wow. I, yeah, I think it's one of the more expensive games. Uh, yeah, and it looks like an interesting game. Like you start off as a bug and you eat different things. And I think depending on like what you eat or kill or something, you evolve into a different creature and then it play throughout the game, like changing based on what you eat or kill. I don't even know the specifics of the game. It looks cool though. And it's expensive. So I want it. <laughs> but yeah, Evo. I, um, I would love to have Skater Die Tour de Thrash for the Game Boy complete. That's never been up. I mean, obviously, if I have one wish from Santa, it's going to be the Majora's Mask Adventure set. But, like, Scattered Eye Tortoise Thrash is one of my favorite Game Boy games, like original Game Boy. It's awesome. But a complete box copy, never. It's, it's That is literally the only eBay alert I have. That's the only time eBay will email me is when someone lists Scattered Eye Tortoise Thrash. It's never, in the past, like, two or three years I've been looking for it, never been a box copy. I remember my nephew used to play that game all the fucking time. And he always be like, look at me, I'm on the moon. Yeah, you can go you can skate on the moon. <laughs> I'm skateboarding on the moon. It's like, Jesus Christ, I don't give a shit. Because I, I hated the original Skater Die on NES. I used to play it all the fucking time. I've never played any other Skater Die. It's the only one I've really? ever played. Yeah. I used to play it all the time, all the time on NES. And I just fucking hated it. I, like, I just, you know, I don't know. I just played bad games back then. Well, we all did. No, Tour de Thrash is awesome. It's got awesome music. The game, this game's great. God, I hated that game. <laughs> you hate everything. I love life. I'm lying. Okay, uh, what's the next question? Justin A. says, well, hopefully this comment isn't too late. Well, considering it took us two weeks to get here, it probably isn't. I've been playing through Okami, and I have to say that games like this, uh, he puts in parentheses, 3D Zelda clones, uh, would have to be some of my favorite games of all time. What underappreciated games uh, with this sort of game design would you recommend? That's you know that's actually a good question because there aren't there really as uh, for as much as I complain about games like Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, even when they frustrate me and even when I don't enjoy them all, I'm glad they exist because there there really aren't that many games like Zelda. Nobody else is making Zelda games. Games like Zelda? No, yeah, no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying. Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, do you, I mean, can you really? There really aren't that many like three D no, Zelda games. No, I, I know oh, there the, aren't. I know one of the big recommended ones uh, from back on the GameCube, PS2 era, whatever, was Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. But I never even got around to playing that myself. That was all right. I mean, that was that was Zelda ish. That's a that's I, that's actually a pretty good game. If you go if you don't go into it expecting Zelda or Okami, you'll do. Okay. If you go in expecting a good game along those lines, yeah, you'll like it. It's good. It's fun. Um. But yeah, no, there's no, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of Zelda games or Zelda like games. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. I haven't played, I haven't played any, except for Okami. That game's fucking too long. <laughs> if I sat down and thought about this, I might be able to come up with something. But just off the top of my head, no. Really I mean, some, somebody's gonna be like, uh, oh God, what the hell's that? 
something of war. Um, something of war platform is it on? Xbox 360, PS3. Is it something of war? It's the it's the game where you it's based on a comic book maybe or a comic book guy. Darksiders. Things. Darksiders. Why did I think it was called? Some, oh, because the main character's name is War. Yeah. yeah. Nah, the fr- Darksiders sucks. Don't play that. <laughs> It's just, all right, but I don't know if I we'd say that's underappreciated. I mean, that, I think that's pretty well known. Yeah, but I I that, I wouldn't recommend that. I would re- I, if you hate games, like if you like your steak well done, you can you'll like Dark because clearly you don't appreciate things that you should be enjoying. You don't appreciate things you should be. All right, whatever. I'll, we'll go with that <laughs> sentence. That's the <laughs> sentence we use. It makes sense. Like a, it does, but it's if just you should be enjoy, if you sounding. if you enjoy it's really stupid sounding. Listen, though. listen. If you like good food, you don't order your steak well done. If you like good video games, you don't play Dark It's as simple as that. I, no, I mean I got that, but the sentence you used to close that off was just all sorts of clumsy sounding. You're clumsy I think was, sounding. I think it was something along the lines of you don't enjoy things that you should be enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think. Uh, Diaz, Days, not sure what this is, but, uh, says, uh, we got, uh, what is it, greeting, super sweet cupcakes, and the ever-humorous Doug Funny. He's handling all the dicks. Um, I got the Legend of Zelda 3DS XL for a hundred bucks. go-to dick guy, right? <laughs> Guys, this isn't funny. Penises are not fun. The penises are uh, they're, hilarious. They're so. really funny. <laughs> they're the goofiest looking things ever. There's yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, hundred and fifty dollars on Black Friday at Target. And I was wondering, have you ever got a really good deal on a game system or, or a game that you are happy about? Um, also, if you guys want to check out awesome, uh, check out an awesome and uh, an underrated anime. I would recommend Robotic Notes. Well, we'll keep that in mind, and I. Uh, pass that along to our listeners. I got, I man, I got um, man, what's that fucking game on the Saturn? Clockwork Knights. It's a bug with an exclamation point. Uh, no, god damn it, guard, guardian, guardian heroes. Thank you. I think it's like Guardian Crusade, which I think is like a game on the PS One or something. Yeah, Guardian Heroes. I got that for like seven or eight dollars. I know, and I still hate you for it. That's why I remembered the name right away. Yeah, so that's that's probably the best thing. I mean, it's not like I went to Target and got a Black Friday deal, but that's – it doesn't get much better than that. I got a box copy of Earthbound for one penny. This didn't happen. What? He didn't say the stories had to be real. I think I think that's understood. Well, then we just need to go back like 100-something episodes because I've just been making <laughs> shit up. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Do you have a deal, Seth? One that actually exists? I don't like. I've bought a lot of shit that I'm happy about. I got um, uh, wow, a lot of shit that I can't think of, huh? Um, did I mention the Earthbound for a penny? What about you, Chris? What have, What have you gotten? <laughs> All right, the I, first time I the first time I bought Earthbound, shut up! You're you It was ten bucks. It was ten bucks. <laughs> you your turn. Your stuff. turn is expired. It I matter. hate when you guys do that to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have any good good. 
I mean, I get a lot of games on sale and stuff, but nothing super, super exciting, you know. Mm. I was pretty happy to get Tearaway for like 24 bucks a day after it came out. That was pretty nice. That is pretty good. You know what happened? I bought that Ratchet and Clank game that no one else fucking bought for like $30. Yeah, I'll show up support Insomniac. I like Ratchet and Clank. Bought it for, and I don't regret paying $30. This is a good game. It's only worth 30 bucks. Like two days later, it was $15 on Amazon. Yep, I got that too. <laughs> like, this is dollars for Ratchet and Clank plus the, the quest for booty too. So. Right, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go with that one. <laughs> Just to spite me. Exactly. Nice. I am. I am fucking pissed at these people who got the the Zelda XL for 150 bucks, considering that I went out shopping on Black Friday. Yeah. See, that deal didn't bother me because I wasn't about ready to go out shopping on Black Friday. So, like, what I paid whatever, and I, it didn't cost. It didn't actually cost me anything because I sold my Pikachu system. So, um, that deal didn't really bother me that much. I'm not going to go out and fight people on Black Friday for that thing. Clock Blocker says, do any of you guys have a game or console that you are overprotective of? Uh, not necessarily like a console, but I don't like, I don't, I don't like people touching my handhelds. Yeah, there's something very personal about handhelds. Yeah. Like, those are, those are mine. Don't get your hands off those. Yeah, I mean, with the consoles, there's controllers, and I usually have controllers for like, you know, other people with their gross hands or whatever. Yeah. So I don't I don't mind them fondling that shit, but just don't touch my handhelds. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about that. It's just weird. There's something, and it's not like any. I feel like anyone's actually going to ruin it. It's just it's it's like it's it's mine. Like that's my personal handheld. I don't know. It's like, it's like somebody using my toothbrush, man. It feels a little invasive, and I'm not sure why. I feel the same way, and I think I've gotten even more so since I've been buying these like limited edition ones, like the Zelda XL or the the Metal Gear Solid PSP. Um, certainly makes me more more overprotective of it even than I was before. Yeah, makes sense. I have never even considered that, but yeah, that's that's totally true. Uh, Africhi says, "When when are you guys gonna have another guest on the podcast? It's been a while now uh, from the last one. I miss hearing four voices simultaneously trying to say something all at once. <laughs> uh, probably some. I don't know. I mean, it's always been sporadic, so I'm sure we'll have one in the in the near future." Have- People been expressing interest. I know one person who has sort of expressed interest, and he's actually already asked a question this episode. And he said something like, "Man, I got to get on one of those episodes sometime." But that's it. Okay, well, we can have that person on, I guess. Um, Daya has asked clock blockers if they have a game or console that they're overprotected of. Daya says, and Clockblocker says, I noticed that I've been that way with my recently purchased handhelds and sealed games. So, sounds like Clockblockers is on the same page as us. Uh-huh. Confused Batman uh, agrees with me about what I was talking about with the Xbox One last episode. He says, I agree on the Xbox One home screen. I've long said that I prefer a cluttered interface where everything is on the surface rather than a simple interface where you have to dig through a bunch of shit just to find everything. But see, with the fucking X-Bone, it's a cluttered interface, but you still have to dig through a bunch of shit. I mean, that's that's the most succinct way to put it. It's a bunch of garbage on the screen, but you still have to dig through that garbage to find what you look. I don't, I don't know why or how it works that way, but it totally does. Uh, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand the point. But Fucking idiots who bought their X-Bones. I know. Stupid idiots. Microsoft fanboys. Stupid fanboys. That's all they are. Jeremy, the other one, says, Hey, Tino's crew, what do you guys think of the Oculus Rift? Always thought it would be cool to play Mario 64 or something of that nature with 3D effects. 
uh, think 3DS with the ability to look around the world as you play. For those that don't know what the Oculus Rift is, it's uh, like 3D goggles that you put on your face, and it works with PC games and or some PC games, and you can view them in 3D, and you can actually move your head, and you can look around in the, in the, in the game. So, like like Doom, for instance. Um, I, I don't think I would want to play anything that's not first-person shooter with an Oculus Rift. Like, with, with Mario 64, would you playing like be playing first-person from Mario's mm-hmm. view, or would you still be the camera? I don't... Right. I think... I, think, I, mean, I mean... Yeah. I think it would be really weird to be playing a third-person game uh, with the Oculus Rift. But I feel like you're a god or something. I know. You're very <laughs> omnipotent. I mean... Uh, I just like the idea of, of being able to... Like, I don't think I would actually want to play a game with it. Like, I don't think I want to play Doom with it. But I would love to, to, to have... Um, I don't want to segregate interactive experiences. But I would rather play a game as... I would rather play like something like Proteus. I thought you were going to say porn. <laughs> <laughs> Proteus. <laughs> with the Oculus. Proteus. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Proteus. What about you guys? What do you think of the Rift? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just want to try one. Yeah, I want to try it and see what it's like. I don't know if you can really get get a you know a solid opinion on it without having tried it. Yeah, it's I mean, hard, it's hard for me to you know imagine exactly what it's like. So it's not commercially available. I have played virtual reality before years ago. It's really rudimentary virtual reality, and it's pretty neat. But I just feel like I'm not so sure I want to play every game like that, or even every first person game like that. So, I just need to get to a trade show that has one or something, so I can try it out. Yeah, because it's not commercially available yet. So, uh, Clockblocker says, "Hey Seth and the others, I've revisited Kuru Kuru Kururin uh, on the GBA, which is a very simple but fun game. The thought that strikes me while playing it is this could have, this could really have been a game on my phone. Uh, do any of you think that simple games will still come out on hand- consoles or handhelds in the foreseeable future? Yeah, as long as there's like eShops, sure, the downloadable stores. Yeah, I don't think there's going to see any retail releases like that anymore. Not, well, yeah, we're not going to see retail releases like that. No, no, no. But I mean, obviously, when that came out on the GB, I mean, what the fuck were people playing on their phones? Snake? I mean, could, I mean I'm sorry, but that game was, was too complicated for phones when that came out. So um, maybe now for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, as long as there's still downloadable uh, stores, we'll see games like that. But Probably not packaged. Mary Duke says, Hello, Craig, what countries have you gone to? And are there any you want to go to but haven't yet? I've just been to Japan. It's the only other country I've been to. Um, I'd love to go to other countries. Like if money and time and uh, my anxiety about flying weren't issues, I would go everywhere. I love traveling. I love meeting people and eating their food. And, um, but money and time and my anxiety are things. So by the time I have all those things in ample supply or well, whatever, I I just go back to Japan. That's what it is. (laughs) I've been to a bunch of countries. They're all awesome. (laughs) Man, this is like asshole Seth. This is TV list podcast. (laughs) Asshole edition. I figured you guys missed me. So I should lay it on extra thick. (laughs) Chris can handle that. (laughs) <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, uh, Chris, Thanks. yeah. If you have cats, what are their names? If not, what are their names? I do not have cats. Just smoking cats. Just smoking. I feel like he got all the questions for the wrong people. That, <laughs> it might be the case. But it, cats are god tier pets, so 
See, all the wrong people. Yeah. Seth, uh, we, rather... we have actually talked about getting a cat, but we do not have a cat yet. Um, I think Jackie wants to name it after characters from a Disney ride. So, from a ride, which ride? Uh, the Carousel of Progress, which isn't really a ride, more of an attraction. But the Carousel of Progress is that like I'm not even familiar? Is that with a this. bunch of like hippies with signs saying like "Strike Now"? <laughs> what is the Carousel of Progress? You have not been on the Carousel of Progress. We don't go to I, Disney World like I've every Seth goes to, to Disneyland. Well, I don't think there's a carousel of progress in Disneyland. Right, there's a bunch of people like smoking and graffiti there. That's not it's Anaheim, dude. It's not... There's a there's like a regular carousel. I think it's like a It's, right, it's a it's a carousel it's, of stagnation. It's it's sort it's sort of the so, stone themed, I think. <laughs> that's that's Disneyland for you. That sums it up right there. No wonder I continue to enjoy Disney World. Uh, <laughs> The Carousel of Progress was an attraction that Walt Disney designed for the World's Fair in 1964. Um, it's kind of oh, like a stage show, but with the... animatronics. Um, and it kind of rotates, so you, you go into different theaters, kind of, and it shows different stages of the last century. I looked up a picture. That's just called, like, the Innova- Innovation Center over here. Okay, well, it's like it was called the Carousel thing. of Progress when, when Walt created it in for the World's Fair. So and I think that's the same thing. Progress? There are there are there are characters in the the show. It, it they show you a family throughout the the last hundred years or so. So they'll show them from like the twenties and then the forties and then the current day. Are Although they... the current day was de- was designed in like the nineties, so they got like some virtual reality headset and stuff and talking to the oven. It's weird. Um, but Sorry, Jackie, Jackie wants to. <laughs> You know, in that regard, it is it is <laughs> somewhat, you know, where Xbox. Going, anyway. I want a beer. I saw I saw Osimo there. I mean, they don't have this whole show that like prog- progresses from whenever to whenever. They just have like a bunch of like tech or stuff. Mm-hmm. Some, but it's a big rotating building that you go into. Yeah. But um, yeah, I saw uh, Asimo, the Honda robot there. Are he these- walked up. Is he walked this, upstairs. Is this family throughout the ages? Are they are they humans? They are humans, yeah. So, Jackie wants to name your cats people names. Yeah, I don't. I, here's I the, generally I don't, thought that's what you do to cats. I don't. I don't want. I, I don't listen. I don't want to tell people they're, they're they're doing their pets wrong, but you're doing your pets wrong. You don't do that. I I thought. I mean, my the cat that lives in this house, his name is Whitey Ford. Yeah, no. <laughs> People, people, you know what? Show me a person that names their animals after people, and I will show you someone who has zero imagination. Well, you don't do it with dogs. That's this is be- this is Bill, our cat. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds right. You did a bad sounds job. Like a, sounds like a very cat. professional cat. I would it's... do business with him. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he didn't get on Vistaprint yet. He doesn't have any business cards, so I wouldn't trust him. Huh. It's he's dealing out of the trunk of his car. Anyway, I'd rather be an avocado. <laughs> Seth, would you rather be an avocado or a peach? Uh, avocados are delicious, so that one. Avocado, so but so are peaches. They're both really good. I, I'm trying to think, and I'm thinking peaches not one of my favorite fruits. It's not like horrible. It's like mid tier. It's like a mid tier fruit for me. Whoa, what would be a top tier fruit for you? A top tier fruit like a like a plum or a nectarine. Ooh, nectarine. Ooh. I mean, yeah, those yeah. are good. I, I don't, I 
don't feel like nectarines and peaches are that far removed from each other, though. But nectarines are like the tastier of the peaches. I think I feel like it's, I feel like if you took a peach and made it like extra good, you got the nectarine. Well, maybe if you were a peach, then you'd be less likely to be eaten. Kiwi too. Kiwi, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Peach is definitely like I think like pear is lower than peach. I, I like honestly, like peach is probably like on par with apple for me. And depending on the apple, apple might be higher. Wow, you're boring. I don't think so, man. I, I named Nectarine as number one, so. You also name your cats after people. I don't name fucking cats because I can't stand <laughs> fucking cats, all right? You can't get any worse this episode, I swear to God. You're like... my, my dad named this cat after a coked-up baseball player is what happened, all right? I... He, he's all, hey, Boogie, here's a cat. And then he gave it to my sister, and he named it Whitey Ford before he gave it to her. And then he left back down to Mexico where he, like, has 50 feral cats living in his goddamn backyard okay huh so you're telling me (laughs) so being terrible just runs in your family yes but this is the point i've been trying to make and i can't believe it's taking this long to get across i was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt not at all okay it's genetic it's not your fault i get it now it's really i've been taking it out on you but i'm really i know it's like like making fun of someone with down syndrome and now i just feel like an ass because that's all it is which you also do seth just has down syndrome and i should just be i should just be craig's just out there just making light of downs and he laughs at them as they walk past it's really sad listen Seth, i really have a lot of sympathy for you and your extra chromosome (laughs) i'm sorry sorry. man i have to pee really bad you you finish this episode now. That's it. That's it for the mailbag. So if you want to get involved, tvless.net, hit up the mailbag, drop us something. As you can see, it's a lot of fun. We don't know whether we're avocados or peaches, and we clearly have decided that cats are the best pet. I'm totally an avocado. Speak for yourself. Um, let's talk about games we've been playing lately. And Seth, why don't you start? Because then you can say it, and then you can run to the bathroom, and we won't know you're gone because it's not like you have valuable input for the rest of us. I've been playing Zelda. I've been What's sick. <laughs> Zelda is a video game where you play as a young dwarf. Trying is that to like Darksiders? Make... Yes. <laughs> In fact, it's based exactly on... No, okay, I've been playing A Link Between Worlds. Um, I think I'm like three dungeons in within the... Uh, Within once the game actually matters. The Dark World or whatever it's called in this version of the game. I think, uh, we, I think we know it's called Low Rule. Low Rule. It's called Low Rule. I can't... I, don't really like it's, there's not really it's called emphasis, Rider. there's not an <laughs> emphasis on like much in this game which i actually like a lot it's not like interrupting you every 10 seconds you go and remember link you're in low rule it's not high rule don't get them confused because if this was skyward sword that's exactly the kind of shit that would happen every time you travel between dimensions um uh, did you guys discuss was this game even out last time you recorded yeah we did we talked yeah. about it Oh, man. So, you guys dig it? Yeah, no, we love it. I finished yeah. it. I think it's the best Zelda I've played in a very long time. I, I think that, it's everything I, I want in a Zelda game. Right? I like. I love that you just get all your items, like, nearly immediately. Because then you just cut out all the bullshit aspect of, like, them trying to, like, guide you into a certain direction in the game or whatever. You just, like, you come across a dungeon and you go and you play that dungeon because you already have everything you need to get there. And you have everything that you need to beat it so you can just concentrate on solving the puzzles within and just getting to the boss and uh clearing your way through and you don't have to worry about all the extra 
bullshit steps in between. And as soon as you're done, there's not like a 50-minute cutscene of some bitch ice skating around and <laughs> singing with a weird, scary robot mouth or something. And you could, you're just, you just beat it, bam, you're off exploring the overworld again, doing whatever the hell you want to do. And it's so refreshing. It's sad that it's refreshing because all they did was do the exact same shit that they did in like 1992. Yeah. Like literally, it, it it like the game is like remixed a link to the past. It's like I almost uh, I almost feel like though it being a sequel to now that I finished it and I really enjoyed it, it was so unnecessary for it to be a quote unquote sequel to a link to the past because it it basically ties into a link to the past like zero. It's you know uh, basically the same overall with some changes and you have the the dark world theme with like low world, but then again like half the Zelda games have some sort of alternate world theme anyway. You know, there's really basically nothing that screams like to them. If anything, you know, it continues on narrative ideas from Ocarina of Time, not a link to the past. So I feel like all, all, almost like that it, it being this quote-unquote sequel kind of cheapens it a little bit. doesn't even matter to me. No, it doesn't matter to me either. I mean, I'm just sort of discussing that. But I, no. I, don't, I don't even know if making a sequel matters. Like, even if... I mean, I think there's enough there to call it. I mean, if they'd like called it a remake or something, that would have been weird too. No, what I'm saying is they shouldn't have, just shouldn't even take place in that Hyrule at all. Oh, I feel like they probably because that's literally the only thing that connects it to a link to the past. Nothing else does. It doesn't follow on that story. There's no Ghanim or anything. No, no, I, I, I feel like uh, part of. What, I mean, like ever since the 3ds came out there was a whole lot of talk about remaking a link to the past where i feel like they had already built a bunch of shit um around a link to the past and went well we don't really want to make a remake anymore let's just make a new game in here somewhere or something i feel like they had to reuse all that shit that they already made but i don't think they might have said that in interviews have they i have i I feel like i read that somewhere well i feel i've read that they wanted to remake a link to the past in 3d but the thing is like I don't think that this is necessarily born from that because there's, there's no assets that could have gone into that because um, there's an Iwata ass that talked about how they had to handle, because everything is polygonal, everything is 3D, but it's looked at from an overhead view. The thing is, though, if you they had to adjust all the objects because if you actually looked at everything on an overhead view, it wouldn't look like that. So actually every polygonal object is like leaning. Yeah, it's all lean back. It's all lean back. And you can see that a little bit when you go into, like, when you go, when you turn into, like, a picture in a wall. Some In some cases, you can see that. But even, like, Link, he's just sort of, like, leaning backwards. And they showed a picture from a side angle uh, of what that looks like. Because otherwise, everything, you you would see, it would look very different if you looked at everything from the, the top. They wanted to match it up with that Link to the Past look. Right. Well, that, and, like, it would be really boring if you looked at it. I mean, like they said, like, Link would You're be a see- green circle, so... Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure that this is not actually using assets from any Link to the Past 3D uh, no, project. No, no, no. I, from a Link to the Past 3D project? Are you sure? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't nah. know if they're rebuilding it in 3D or not. I've not read the the latest you want to ask, but the fact of the matter is it takes place in the fucking exact same Super Nintendo world just redone in 3D. Right. And I, I'm so, just saying, like, I just feel like that that's, that was unnecessary. Yeah. So the feeling itself... May, Maybe they had to do that to, like, actually get back to their roots and actually feel it in their bodies. Maybe if they had, like, start gone, going astray, they would have started fucking uh, making, it, making it modern Zelda-ish again. That's they interesting. Started... Like, that put them in the mindset to make Yeah, exactly. It. Just yeah. Keep, them, keep them in that mind frame. That's like, interesting. Ha- Whatever the case, it worked. 
it worked. I'm really glad that they were able to hold themselves back and just fucking let me explore this goddamn world. No, I, everything about it is fantastic. I think I finished it, and there's there's like two kind of twists toward the end, if you want to call them that. But I, I hate using the word twist because it makes it sound like it's supposed to be something on the level of like M. Night Shyamalan, and that's not the case. But they seem really natural. They make a lot of sense. Um, the one twist I knew that was coming involved the antagonist of the game. I, that that one was clear. But mm-hmm. the one that I did see coming was, involved a protagonist. And it just seemed... It made, it made sense. It wasn't like... Even though I didn't see it coming, it wasn't like, oh, this is out of left field and this is stupid. It actually made sense. It was kind of, I actually kind of liked it. It was kind of neat. I feel the same way. I, I think I saw the same one coming and did not see the other one coming, but it, it still definitely felt natural. That game is just great. Oh. I think it uses the, I think it uses the 3D really well too, which I mean I I don't think we talk about that a whole lot on the 3DS. I mean it's, you know it's there, but it's not a huge feature in a lot of games. But I think I think it worked really well in this game. Maybe because we're used to seeing this world in 2D, but I really liked it. I did also. Too. They went crazy with some of these textures, like some of these like carpet textures and shit. I'm like, holy crap! Do you guys really need to go that crazy with that carpet? Because that looks good. Yeah, some of like the water and like the like the tile, like the reflections, and um, it looks yeah. It's it's sort of like what we were talking about, like Animal Crossing, where like the grass and the fur and stuff didn't need to look like mm-hmm. that, but they, mm-hmm. they totally. The 3ds is far more capable than I think people give it credit for. And I remember it was it was a Chris Kohler who gave that Jeremy Parrish, I think gave. Um, a Link Between Worlds shit for how it looked. And I think in still screens, like, I, I, I saw, I was like, oh, yeah, I was looking at still screens before the game came out. I'm like, yeah, I guess I can see where he's coming from. But then once I played the game, I'm like, nah, I, I actually like the way this game looks. No, it looks very sterile in still screens, um, but no, I think it looks really good, really good motion. Yeah. And and the game could get hard, dude. Like, some of those uh, overworld enemies will take, like, two hearts out of you with one hit just really quick. Then even some of those bigger ones will just, they'll just drain you fast. So it's probably one of the harder Zelda games I've played in a while, too. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely... Both in terms of combat and in terms of... Um, I guess you would call them puzzles. You know, obstacles or whatever you want to call them. They're puzzles. Yeah. I've, like I said, I've only played three dungeons in the Dark World so far. But... God, they're fun. They're all really... So far. Yeah. I'm sorry, they've been really fun so far. The game is um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the other game I played was Super Mario 3D World. Um, I played some three-player with uh, two of my nephews. And we played through the first two worlds. It's all right. So I'm not, like, blown away. See, I guess I'm I'm not blown away on, like, a galaxy level, I guess. But I'm blown away in the sense that, like, hmm... There really hasn't been a Galaxy-like game since Galaxy, you know what I mean? And this one's really good. You know, it takes the 3D land, you know, formula, and I think does really, really well with it and just improves upon it in most any way I can think of, I guess. I like it a lot. I'm still really early. Obviously, I've only beat the first two worlds, but um, I'm... Liking it more than 3D Land so far, which I wasn't, like, huge on. But I don't know if that's just because I'm playing multiplayer or what. But I do like the cat suits. I do like being able to climb up everything, climb up walls and shit. Um, I do like uh, 
there's been a couple of levels I have really liked, and one of them was more aesthetically. It was um, God, I don't even remember what level it was. Was the first level where you have to actually like use touch controls and blow on things and everything? Yeah, that we like, have to, Yeah, that level looks really nice. It's a like yeah, it's like a nighttime level. Yeah, but it's like yeah, a, like, I know really the one you're talking soft about. Soft moon glow and all the everything's like fabricy looking. It's just really and the Goombas are weird, like Mario three Goombas or something. Yep, yep. It's I just really like going through like that level is just really it, like it's very calming and visually appealing to me. And then I also really like the um, the ice skating level, just because I like hopping in the in the ice skate boots and sliding around and <laughs> I, ramming it, ramming into my nephews and laughing at them. The only, the only time I've played through that level because I played I played a lot of it, but um, I've only played solo like very little. But I played through the first like two worlds solo, and then played a bunch of other shit with like my cousin and her boyfriend. And I love my cousin, but she, she sucked. And her boyfriend was pretty good, but like she was just bubbling all the time. We were fucking each other over, crashing around like we. It, don't run ahead. I want to get that. God damn it. And <laughs> so, like, we breeze through a lot of stuff. So a lot of these levels I've just kind of blown through. That That's the that ice skating level. I don't even know what the, I don't even the fuck happened in that level with the three of us. But a lot of these levels I want to go back and play by myself to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of yelling. And, Don't go through that door yet. I see some secret. Well, fuck you. Because I went past it. <laughs> yep. It's gone. It's gone forever. No, we're not replaying the level. Look, I, I got the crown right here. We're not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've won, won the level. The right, crown so. is the best part. That's the. I love the crown aspect of the game. Like, like I'm king of the castle. King of the castle. <laughs> uh, like I, I kept getting, uh, I kept getting the crown after every level. Except for one, my older nephew got super excited. He's fucking like 25. <laughs> he got super excited because he like finally beat me on one of the levels. Um, yeah, I got the crown, I think, every time but once. There's one, maybe twice. I think twice my, my cousin's boyfriend got it. But the crown, that's... Uh, has any other multiplayer, has any, like, su- any of the su- new Super Mario Bros. game done that crown thing? No, it reminds me a lot so. of um, God the uh, the Zelda game, the Four Swords. Right? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not competing for rubies, but you're going for that. You're going for that high score, and you get the crown. No, it's yeah. perfect. That's that's such an awesome touch. It adds like this level of competition, and it's just total fuck you. It's just it's like you're basically running around the giant middle finger to your <laughs> to your <laughs> friends the entire time. <laughs> Love it. It's so good. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I was watching one of my little nephews play assassin's creed 3 and i was played that for i don't know maybe an hour and that game is glitchy dude at one point at one point i was running around in the forest trying to kill animals for some reason with connor and there was just this random string coming off of connor's like head and just going up in a space there's just like one brown string like off into space and I like just forever. Like if you looked up, you could just see it go until it disappeared. And I don't know what it was. It was like a like one polygon that just got pulled and stretched off. And I don't know. I think that was his like connection to God or something up there. But that was that was weird. Uh, otherwise, it was very much like Assassin's Creed that I had played a long time ago, except all colonial and shit. I think I'm. I'm not- it can't be long before I can get that game for like $10. Cause I still have the steel book up for it. Cause I did pre-order it. 
And then they gave me the steel book, and I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots. Because then the next day, I just moved my $5 over to something else. I just wanted that steel book. I did the same thing. And Although I have since picked up the game and actually put it in the steel book. I not played it, but it's in the yeah, steel <laughs> So once I can do that for like $10, which I'm sure is going to happen very soon, I, you know, I'm going to do it. But until then, I don't even know where my steel book is. It's probably in a box somewhere. And also, the combat seemed really bad. Maybe I was early. I don't think I... I have found some dude who I was trying to make train me into an assassin, but I wasn't an assassin yet. And the combat just seemed really clunky. And it was it's ba- mostly clunky. Everything about Assassin's Creed is clunky. That's not unique. That's not a new feature they put in for three. Well, except for the climbing is like too easy because all you do is fucking hold R and push a direction, and he just goes wherever you, you like. Oh, there's a house. I'll climb up it in two seconds because you're holding R and pushing up, and like I'm at the top of the building. Well, and, cli- if you're just climbing, if you're staying on that one surface, climbing is really easy. But if you if you try to jump, oh, no, off, if, if there's like for, a, if there's a direction, or like I want to go left there, not right. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't handle it, and it's got that problem in some trees. All of them are like that. That's not unique. And that's why everyone's like, oh, Assassin's Creed 4 is great because you're a pirate and it's really funny. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, that guy probably still jumps like a fucking asshole, though, and I don't want to play that. Uh, Like, when I'm just walking down the streets, I just purposely make him just jump around like an idiot instead of just... (laughs) In the random directions. Yep. Um... Thing that's oh no, I played some Angry Bird seasons while waiting in an airport for a fucking flight change in eight hours. Angry Bird seasons is dick. All right, that game is way too hard. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying, it's a a hard dick. I think we know someone who can handle that. Chris, can you? I know you can handle the dicks, but can you handle a hard dick? I'm not going to dignify that. I think he can handle. I like how he's, he's taking the mature. We're being we're being childish. Little boys, and he's just like, you know what? You guys can talk about penises, and I'm not going to be involved. Well, he's missing out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please, I mean, we're gonna lose it. that game's stupid. <laughs> Fucking fling birds, and you hope that they hit where you want them to, and then they all have little abilities, and then it's too hard, and then you fucking play the level over and over. And that's what I've been up to. Nice. You want to you go to the bathroom now? Uh, no. I feel like I could... Maybe annoy you guys if I stay. Okay. <laughs> well, I've been playing a few things. I played. I played a little bit of Dead Rising Three. Not Go a ahead. lot of I just it. Hear about this. Um, it's it, from what I played so far, which is admittedly not a lot. It feels. It doesn't feel that re- far removed from Dead Rising One and Two. It's. It's a little. The palette's a little more boring. Um. But the gameplay is still very similar. It, it's almost as if, like, because I'm pretty sure it was developed by a Western studio. So it's like it's like Dead Rising through the filter of Capcom Vancouver or whatever. Well, the, the second one was was developed by the exact same team. They just had a different name back then. I don't know. Was it like, really? That's strange because it does it does seem a bit different than the second. I like the second one a lot. I, the second one was still being overseen by uh, KG Inafune. Um, so now that he's gone completely, I think this is them on their own. Mm. Oh, so really? oh, that would, that would make sense. So that's the main difference. All right. Well, it, it's, it's very similar, but like I said, it, it's, it's almost like 
Dead Rising as seen through a Western lens. And I think calling it like the Call of Duty of Dead Rising is, is stretching that a little far. I don't think that's quite accurate. It's still Dead Rising, but uh, perhaps a little more Westernized. Um, I, I, um, there's some connect voice commands, which I thought were interesting. And I was thinking about the implications, like maybe in other games with, with that, because like you can, you can yell, say like over here to like attract the attention of zombies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some, the, like in the, in the, I guess the tutorial, if you want to call it that, um, you know, the, the, the instance that it showcased there, like you could call to them and zombies just kind of fell into a pick as they walked towards you. Cause there was a gap there. So they just kind of fell into the cap. Um, so you can do that. Um, but you can also do it. They could also say like drop current item or something like that, which to actually say, like to actually pronounce and like enunciate drop current item. Isn't there a button for that? Yeah. It's called D pad down. It takes okay. it's so much quicker. Why now, would you not use the D pad? I feel like, I feel like, yeah, that's exactly my point. I feel like, but there, there could be instances in other games where you get really hectic and things are happening and, you know, instead of, like, juggling for buttons, you can say, like, heal or something quickly. That, like, healing, that makes more sense. Drop current item. Right. And and, and it's stupid. There's Why would I want, even want to drop my current item? Like, if I go to pick something up, he automatically drops the current item anyway. And if it's not broken yet, you can bet your sweet ass I'm still using that lead pipe. You can fuck off. I don't want you to drop it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, it seems like a waste, a waste of a voice command, honestly. But the implication seems pretty... I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of, like, a game where you could do something, like, in the heat of battle and, and just shout something out. I mean, didn't Mass Effect, like, you can say, like, shotgun or something like that, and he would... That seemed kind of useful. But, I mean, it has to only be, like, one... Maybe two words tops. I mean, when you say drop current, when you, you, when you turn it into an entire phrase, it's pointless. I'd rather just press the button. Yep, yep. So I, I think I think it could be useful, but it really only needs to be like one word and not to drop current item. I don't think that's a useful situation for that. But all in all, I mean, for when I played the game, the game so far, it's, it feels like Dead Rising. I like it. I assume you have your smart glass set up and you're playing through with your phone on your lap as you... Well, I would use an iPad, but no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But you're going to miss the secret something or other that's probably useless. Yeah, probably. And no, I'm not doing that. Um, I also played Peggle 2 that came out today. And like I said, there's really nothing to say about that. It's more Peggle... um, the boards get slightly more complicated quickly, which I kind of like because the implication when the boards get more complicated more earlier on, it, it says like, okay, well, you've probably played Peggle before. It's it's like the opposite of what Nintendo does where they treat like every Zelda like your first Zelda. <laughs> and it makes the assumption yeah. that you've never played Zelda or even a video game before in your entire life. Whereas Peggle 2 assumes that you've played Peggle. And some people might find fault with that, but it's to me it's almost like, why would you read like a sequel, like a book sequel, without reading the first one? It's your own damn fault you don't know what the fuck's going on. So I, I kind of like the fact that it kind of moves things along a little bit quicker. It introduces like armored pegs that, that require one hit to break the armor and then another hit to actually clear the peg. Um, so there's that. But um, for the most part, it's just peggle with you know some other slightly new ideas in there. And it's good. There's nothing I can't... That's not a complaint. 
I like it. I, I, I watched like a 15 minute video uh, of somebody like talking to one of the developers as they played the game. And I felt like I had seen everything in the game. I was like, I know everything about Peggle 2. Now, where can I buy this game? Because I want to play that. It looks fucking fun. It looks like Peggle, and I want to play it. Yeah, I think right now it's Xbox One exclusive. I know. And it's really like, I mean, I like as much as like Dead Rising, I don't need to buy an Xbox One for that. But um, Peggle 2 is probably the biggest reason to own an Xbox One right That now. sounds mean. Wow. Um, no, that's, that's saying a lot about Peggle 2 is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a background compliment. It is, it, yeah, I'm totally negging the Xbox One. Um, I played some Ease Memories of Celsetta. And this is this is basically Ease 4. It's really confusing. Ease Canon confuses the shit out of me. Yeah. There are two, Don't worry, Craig. I will clear it all up for you. There are already two Ease 4s. Um, yep. Uh, what is it? Like, is it Mask of something other? Dawn, Dawn of Ease and Mask of the Sun. Those are them. Um, none of them were developed by Nihon Falcom. This nope. one was. So this replaces those. This goes, this is the real ease because Falcom made it and just totally <laughs> fucks those right out of the canon. Uh, Mask, of the, Mask of the Sun was the previously canonical one. Just okay. because I, I guess Nihon Falcom liked it better or something. Um, that's know. probably what it was. For, for whatever reason. But now this one replaces both of those. Okay. So this is the new ease for. Um, right. And this is the new Ease 4. And because it is, like, the most recently developed Ease after Ease 7, it basically plays a lot like Ease 7. I mean, it's not the most recent one to be released. I think Oath and Felghana and Ease 1 and 2 came after 7, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Ease 7, before Celsetta came out, was the most recently made one, because Oath and Felghana and 1 and 2 are just remakes, uh-huh. um, re-releases. Uh, so this this play is basically a lot like E Seven, which is very action action centric. You have you know you roll around and you have this dodge button. It's all real time combat. Um, you don't change to another screen or anything like that. And you get um, other party members, and they have different strengths and weaknesses against different kinds of enemies. Who's sharpening a pencil? Sounds like Chris was eating plastic. What? <laughs> I think you just woke him up. What is going on with the plastic? No, I'm here. I don't know what the fuck you guys just heard. Uh, it sounded like candy wrappers. Or interesting. I did not move, so I don't know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you guys are getting maximum existing. You got maximum. My bad. You got mad that I'm clicking on my keyboard. Now you're mad that I'm just here. Get off my back. I'm sorry you're made of plastic, Chris. We need to be more sensitive about this. Yeah, my bad. But anyway, Ease Memories so, so set up. I like it so far, it, but it, it's it's you know it's just an extension of E7. I feel like. Um, and finally, I played through Tearaway on a Vita, and I had I had my res- my reservations about Tearaway for two reasons, and I think for those the, reasons, the, Little Big Planet one and two. <laughs> yes, the first reason is Little Big Planet. I had no confidence in Media Molecule making a single player game because they hadn't yet. Not a good one, anyway. Uh, Little Big Planet, just not a very good single player game. It's bad. Um, this is a good single player game. It has. It's not amazing. I don't. I don't feel that it's amazing, but I feel that it's really good. And so, um, I guess I don't. I don't have like gleaming, overwhelming praise for it. I do have praise for it, and I think that's good enough 
you know, so my fear was, you know, was founded. It had, I had a reason to be afraid based on past experience, but they made it, they made a good single player game. So there's that. The other problem was the fact that Tearaway uh, uses the touchscreen motion controls and the back touch panel extensively. And my experience with those using them as such significant inputs, it's just not, it's just, it's not fun. Um, you know, it basically leads to you juggling your Vita around, finding comfortable positions to poke the back touch panel and use buttons at the same time. You're just moving around too much. And um, that's unfortunate because those kinds of controls um, in, in Tearaway as they are, they are actually fun. They're actually fun. They're engaging. They're about as well made, I think, as Media Molecule can, could, could have made them. But they're a double-edged sword because, on the other hand, you are still juggling your Vita. There's no easy way to play those. And in some cases, there's one case where I had to, from the back touch panel, put two fingers on the back touch panel to move two platforms into place and then run across them with the analog stick with my left hand. And you know how clumsy that fucking felt? It's it like you're a waiter. Yeah, kind of. So, I, I, you know... In most cases, it's fun. It's engaging. It actually works pretty well. But other times, you're just uh, you're just kind of juggling things around, and that's you know that that's the double edged sword there. Um, but I really liked it a lot. There's a lot of um, uh, maybe little big planet ish kind of like personalization in the game, uh, where you can decorate your little character with different uh, in game like little cutouts or you can even make your own you can make your own cutouts and stick them to your character and the game prompts you to do this quite a bit i think a little too much it gets to a point where like oh take a picture of me you got a little camera and you can take a picture of your environment but the game just randomly said has characters say take a picture of me and you're like why why you can put this on your facebook like who fucking cares <laughs> so by the time like you hit like the 10th forest creature that wants you to take a picture of them it's just kind of what is this adding to the game it's not adding anything the first couple times you know, when I put the when I made the crown for the king squirrel or whatever, and he wanted me to take a picture. Great, that's fine. Time he hit that some random dude just sitting there. Can you take a picture of me? No, no, dude. But you have to. You have to. You can't move on. Or the game makes you take pictures of yourself. The game makes you be narcissistic. You have to take selfies. What if you have no face? I, th- I think actually in the game you could have no face. You could probably have no face. I mean, I had a yeah. face. I put eyes and stuff on there. You could probably you could take those off. So people with no face are okay. Yeah, yeah. The game puts your actual face in the game a lot because the, the Vita has a forward-facing camera. Like your face is in the sun, so you see yourself a lot. That's creepy. I don't like that at all. <laughs> well, you play a significant role. Like you're you're basically like some omnipotent being in the game. I know. I oh in the game. In the game. So that's why he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I am. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I think, you know, the only complaints that I have are that, um, like I said, you know, you're juggling the Vita around from time to time because of those those inputs. And I think some concepts and some levels, like, they go on for too long. Like, I don't need to be taking pictures that late in the game. Like, the, that that idea wore thin. You don't need to be doing that anymore. It's stupid. Um but like, and then there are just some levels that just I, I felt like go on too long. Not the game in general. The game's only about six hours long, which is perfect length. But then there, you'd be in some areas, and you're just kind of like, "Ugh, can I go to the next area yet?" Because each area is just basically like chores. 
you just kind of go in and do chores for forest animals and do some platforming and stuff. Sounds like video games. Exactly. So it just there, there are just a couple points where, not often, but a couple points where I felt like, yeah, this needs to move on. This is not moving forward fast enough. And then I think the only, the only other show I have is that it had a very, like, I don't know. The ending was kind of poignant. It was kind of, it was nice. I liked, I think it was well-intentioned. You know, it was a very nice ending, but I think the, the messaging was a little heavy-handed. And I was very explicit, like, as if you didn't get our nudge, nudge, wink, wink, here's what we mean by this ending. So, um, Hart was in the right place, but it got a little too heavy. But that's it. I mean, otherwise, it, a lot of the levels really well done. The platforming changes up throughout the game so it doesn't it doesn't quite stay the same there's always something new and something engaging to do with the platforming um there's a bit more combat than i care for in the game but again the combat is just like the platforming like it changes up throughout the game and doesn't stay the same so um you're not stuck doing the same shit over and over again and it's not too long like i said it's about six hours long so it stays engaging for the most part between that platform and the combat all the way through i liked it Nice. I still have not played much of this. It just didn't grab me yet. The beginning didn't grab me either. I started playing and I'm like, eh. I don't think the game ever, like, I don't think I ever felt grabbed by the game, but I just kept playing it and I finished it and I was like, yeah, I like that. So I don't, yeah. I don't think there was any one point where I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking great. I just kept playing it and I finished it and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, I think it's super charming for sure. Um, and I do, you know, I, I, after I got past the first chapter, which is tutorial stuff, I mean, I, I do think it picked up. Um, and then you get, you know, the ability to jump, which you don't have right away, which is a little weird. But um, I, I, I do think it improves as you go. But, you know, for me, it hasn't grabbed me yet. So I, I haven't played as much of it as I would like to have. But, you know, it, it, it does seem like a fun game. And I look forward to, to putting a little more time in and, and seeing how the, the levels progress and how they, how they do change things up, like you said. So. It's just that, like, like I said, at some points, it doesn't change up fast enough. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the game, when you pull back and look at the game as a whole, like the entire experience, it does. Like, it's when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, you know, that that's that generally stayed engaging throughout. They mixed it up enough and they added new concepts enough. Um, so kudos to them. But um, there are just some points where they don't introduce new ideas enough. So you're stuck doing the same stupid junk for, right. for, for a little too long. But... Like I said, the overall, the experience was um, much better than I thought it would be. I, I really enjoyed it. So stick with cool. it. Stick with it. I will. Um, you done? I'm done. Go for it. Cool. Uh, the only other thing I played, besides Tearaway and Zelda and Mario, um, is Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate for the Vita. Um, which I picked up, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a fan of the Batman games, um, and I like, you know, these Metroid style kind of things. So I was, I was interested in this, but I waited and, you know, got it cheap on Black Friday. Um, I haven't played a lot of that either yet. I I only started like yesterday. Um, it's fun so far. I think they've done a great job of translating the, you know, the combat system to, uh, the 2D Metroid style, you know, gameplay. Um, although I think, I think it in general, seems like it would work pretty well in 2D, you know, the way the the free-flowing combat kind of stuff. Um, my main thing so far, at least from the be- the very beginning, um, it- it's a 2D game, but they have you going, like, back and forth into the, the background and stuff. Like, 
Um, you can use the grappling hook to attach to something in the background so you can go to the next building or whatever. So so is it is it more like is it like Shantae where it kind of switches the screens or is it more like Mutant Muds? Uh, probably more like Shantae. Gross! I don't uh, want to play this game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would say it's more like neither. I think you get like Cool yeah, it's, it's, changes I don't. That... I don't think that either one is is totally accurate. Okay. I think it's probably yeah. closer to Shantae, but I'm having a tough time trying accurate. to. Pick I mean, you can part. you can go to the you can use your grappling hook to go to the next building, and the camera will shift. Um, so you'll still go in 2D, but along you know the next building, so kind of perpendicular to the way you were before. Um, but yeah. it generally, you know, the camera will shift around. So so the main the main issue I have with it so far is that it tries to do this like 3D perspective thing. You know, so that it it looks like it's a 3D game, but it's really not, and it ends up feeling more linear than in, than it actually is. I mean, obviously, 2D games are linear. You know, there's only so many different directions you can go, but because it's trying to you know fake this 3D thing, it it feels more linear than it should. It ends up feeling like a restricted 3D game rather than exactly. like a expanded 2D game. Well, that's a yeah. good way to put it, Seth. Thank you. Good thing I stuck around, right? Right. That's. I think that's the only thing you added in the past, like two hour, two and a half hours. But no, I'm glad. Glad you were here for that. Good on you for not peeing. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is because these games have so far been 3D games, and it's going to you know the 2D's perspective, it ends up feeling more restrictive than than perhaps it would otherwise. Um, and it, it may open up as you go. I mean, the be- the very beginning, you're you're following Catwoman, so it's very linear. You know, you have to follow the set path. Um, and I imagine that'll probably open up a bit, but it, it's still unusual because it goes for this 3D perspective at times, and so it's a little weird in that way. Um, but it, it's fun so far. I think, you know, the combat translates well. Um, you know, there's definitely a little bit of exploration as I, as I get into it, but hopefully, I hope it does not stick, you know, end up being too linear because... This is also on the 3DS as well, right? Yes, I'm is playing it, it on the Vita, but it is on. Is, is there is there a reason why you went for the? Is there like a benefit to the Vita version? Are you just like, well, that's what's here? Or? Uh, I I was kind of looking for something new to play on my Vita. You know, I have a ton of things to play on 3DS. You know, I, I did just pick up Tearaway, obviously, but I, I don't buy a lot of things with Vita. So, um, and being that you know Batman seems to be a, a thing that you know is generally graphically impressive. Um, so it seemed like a, a good fit for the Vita, but. Let me ask you two questions if we compare it to the 3DS version, which I only played a demo of. Um, but how's the frame rate? Seems solid. Already way better than 3DS version. <laughs> so and, there you go. Uh, you went with the right one. <laughs> and and how does Batman's cape look? Uh, a little stiff. A little stiff? Okay, but uh, otherwise it's all right? Yeah, I mean, I have... Because it, it looks like it's... Like PlayStation One textured in the 3DS version, like everything else was like fine looking for you know for a 3DS game. Mm. Batman's cape had like the 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 textures were like pixels the size of like his fist, mm. just like all over his back. Was... <laughs> I did not weird. notice really bad textures on the cape. I did notice you know as you're walking around sometimes maybe it doesn't flow the way it should, so that's why I say it looks a little stiff. But yeah, I mean the the textures seem fine. All right, then I think you went with the right version. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I noticed is that, you know, because this is a, a handheld game, the cutscenes, they have like comic book style cutscenes. Of course. 
um, which I think look really cool. I mean, they have a cool style to them. Um, but it ends up making the the main game look kind of drab, you know. I mean, we've always talked about how because it uses Unreal Engine or whatever, you know, it looks generic or you know the the models are just ugly. And I I think that's exacerbated by the fact that the I think the comic book style cutscenes are more. Did you say cutscenes? Good job, Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick bag! You went right back to being a dick. Oops. <laughs> you blew it. You blew all your. All the goodwill you got from that one comment, right back to being a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, Chris. Tell us about these cut schemes. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> it's fine. Just keep talking. I think the comic book style cutscenes have a, they they look really cool, and they end up making the the main game look kind of drab because of the you know the Unreal Engine or whatever. Which I, this is an unreal, I, like a like a two and a half D Unreal Engine game. I, I mean, I don't know what the what the engine is, but I mean, I've always thought that the you know the the console games were kind of maybe ugly and you know had it's these just that really bulky style, man. I don't know. I, yeah, I think they're emulating the the Rocksteady style that they went with the with the console games. It's just it's yeah. I mean, great. the graphical style is very similar to the console games. Yeah, and it's not a great art style. I never man. thought it was a super good art style. But then when you contrast it with the, you know, the comic book cutscenes, I think it, it's even more noticeable. Mm-hmm. So that's not to say it looks bad, but, you know, the the fact that it's kind of a an ugly art style definitely stands out a little more than yeah, it did. So it's, it's kind of like playing like Final Fantasy VII back in the day when you got these pre-rendered cutscenes and then yeah, you're playing and everyone's like made of like Duplo blocks or something. Right. <laughs> A lot of these games, you know, you'll you'll see this, you know, these weird animated cutscenes, and you'll say, "Oh, that looks kind of different from you know the main game." And a lot of times, the main game looks better. And I think in this case, the inverse is true. You know, technically it's impressive, but you know, the art style in general is just you know not as as pleasant as you might like. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but I haven't played a ton of it, ton of it yet, so you know, I'll have more impressions as I as I play some more. Cool. Um, so is that everything? Is there anything you guys would like to add to this episode? No, sir. I am's what I am's. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> what? 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 You're, making, you're making fun of Chris, though. Alright, I don't see it that way. <laughs> I'm gonna shit all over everyone, but I'm not gonna take responsibility for this. I don't see it that way. I'm used to being made fun of. It's fine. If I, I, if I sit here and claim ignorance, it didn't happen. <laughs> that is a really good defense. Thanks, for that. thanks Craig. Sounds um, like, no, sounds, let's, let's sounds like a Seth defense. A Seth fence. Seth fence. Seth fence. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. I don't... This episode, I don't know, is off the fucking rails. So <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and until next time, you guys take it easy. <laughs> Oh,